Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, welcome over here to the Fightful Post-NXT After Party over here. My name is Tony D'Angelo. I'm going to be your special guest host with the most tonight. That friggin' jag-off, Alex Pulaski, has got the night off. But with me, as always, is my favorite co-host, the Yo Gabba Gabba Ghoul. That's me. I'm Evo Muno, Yo Gabba Gabba Ghoul. This is my face. It's made of meat and it just comes off sometimes because it smells real bad. <laughs> she used actual meat over here, people. The, these freaking people and all other podcasts, they might have used fake meat. Not Arcade Hensler. She used real grade A straight from the deli gabagool over here. Yeah, I did. And I did it for you people. Of course. Listen, if it smells that bad, sweetheart, you don't have to keep inhaling it. All right? I don't I don't want to piss off Tony D'Angelo. That's not the guy you want to piss off. No, man. listen, listen. It's all right. You, you got the pop. Everybody saw the gabagool on the stick. And then we can move on over here. We don't need to keep doing it. Just... Okay. Thank God. It smells not great. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. I mean, also, I, I know you have a dog running around the premises over there. If he eats the mask, is he going to get sick? Uh, so my dog, thankfully, was with my parents on the, uh, while I was at the Jericho Cruise, and I have not gotten him back yet. I'm going tomorrow to, to retrieve him. He's not a golden retriever, but I will be retrieving him nonetheless. So he is not here uh right now which is good because this would definitely be just gone just chewed up it wouldn't have made it on to the stick no it's (laughs) it's good it's a good thing uh lady gaga could never all right make all the dresses you want get the fuck out of here with your lady gagas yeah but listen over here uh please uh i've been told i'm supposed to say that you should subscribe to the Fightful YouTube's channel and uh, hits the um, the notifications bells. 
and that way you know when we're streaming when we go live over here and also maybe you should super chat you should possibly send in some money and then me and kate the ogaba gabba ghoul we're gonna read out your super chats on the air like this guy the intangible one cliff beard over here he says i am absolutely belly laughing at this thank you very much and uh no thank you thank you cliff thank cliff you the beard Love and gabagool to you as well uh yeah Gab and, and also with you uh sean blandford has a question he says hey tony what burger is better whoppers or big macs personally i prefer wendy's because i like redheads hey Okay, uh, oh, and Jay Shell Nicole says, uh, SRS, I would like to ask for a raise for these guys <laughs> now, not for nothing, but also I got a couple of guys who might be coming to your house in Kentucky there, SRS, and maybe they won't be asking, maybe they'll be uh, telling, if you know what I mean. That's all I'm saying. I will say, as I was um, super gluing <laughs> meat onto a stick, I was like, I think. Either I'm going to get fired because Sean's going to be like, this woman is not mentally stable. Like for protection for me, not that he's a vindictive person. I think he's going to be like, she's not mentally stable. Or I might get a raise today because they're going to be like, she's not mentally stable. But the exact type of mentally unstable that we need here at Fightful. So one of those two is happening. Listen, <laughs> SRS has known Alex Pulowski for five years and hasn't followed, fired that sorry sack of shit yet. And that guy's insane. Let me tell you. I mean, something tells me this guy is going to pull some crazy pop out of a hat at some point tonight and do something so insane that it's going to be talked about for years. I'm just saying. Who knows? Normally, this is where I would jump in and defend an Alex Pulowski. Nah. Uh, but uh, there are certain connections. I will say, I was on the Jerry Cruise. I spent a lot of time in line waiting down by the docks. I think I uh, might have seen some relatives of yours uh my, hey, listen my family runs the docks all up and down the atlantic and the pacific and the indian ocean we got docks in the antarctic so listen we got docks everywhere if you were on a dock you saw one of my relatives and we're catholic you know so like mike we're catholic my mom has 17 brothers and sisters my dad has 22 brothers and sisters they each had like six, 16 kids it's the way it works also um lake michigan as well yeah. The docks at Lake Michigan, right? You yeah, guys no, are, all, you guys all are the on major it. lakes, all the major rivers, the Mississippi, all up and down. Do you realize how many docks there are? The Mississippi, we got everybody on both sides. We're waving at each other. Hey, Frankie. Hey, Polly. How you doing? From across the Mississippi. There it the is. The mighty Mississippi, as they call it. Anyway, you were uh, you were on that Jared Cruz. I I'm was... wondering if you might be able to give us a few, you know, uh, reports. Oh, what might have been happening on that Jerry Cruz before so, we get into the actual, you know, festivities of the evenings? Uh, the cruise itself was extremely fun once you managed to make it on. So yeah. it was the first cruise that uh, Sixth Man, who basically charters a Norwegian cruise line boat, uh, had done since COVID and they grossly underestimated how many people <laughs> they needed to execute rapid tests with uh, before you got on the boat. It was very safe, which I was very happy about. You had to be vaccinated. You had to have a negative PCR within 96 hours and you need to get rapid tests. And I can say they did turn people away 
even if they waited in line for a very long time. So getting on the ship was a nightmare. Um, But once you got on, it was, it was an absolute blast. They had music, they had comedians, they had wrestling, of course, no offense to any of the comedians on board. Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor are funnier than any of the comedians that are on board. They were an absolute blast. Uh, my friend who came with me was not a wrestling fan. She was just along for going to the Bahamas and the white girl shit and the unlimited drink package. And by the end of it, uh, she was absolutely in love with Ricky Starks. We saw Will Ospreay, who she realized looks like Ryan Felipe, the the actor. And now I can't unsee it. And we ran into him multiple times and she just kept calling him that. And he was so down for it. It was really fun. So <laughs> it was a blast. And, and she got really into the, the characters that were on. They had the right people. They had the wingmen on. So how do you not fall in love with Peter Avalon? Like they come out there in their hotel robes and stuff. <laughs> like his facial expressions ringside are so much fun. Uh, best friends being there, Colt Cabana being there, absolute blast. And it was, it was well done because you could kind of tailor things based on what type of mark you are, or if you're not one at all. So absolute blast. Weather was amazing. I got to swim with water pigs, which was like the greatest, cutest experience ever. So that was super, super fun. Listen, as far as I know, they prefer to be called manatees, but I mean, it's whatever, whatever you want to Water pigs, if that's how you call them, fine. But, you know, hey. Those are water potatoes, I was told. Ah, water, all right. Okay. Well, my, my mistake. Sorry. So, very I, I fun a, once I, you're on board. I got a question here from the intangible one, Cliff Beard. Cliff with the beard. He says, uh, did Kate get to meet Dan Housen's boat owl? I didn't get to meet his boat owl. Oh, that's too bad. It is too bad. There was a, he posted a picture of this owl that just landed on his balcony, which was pretty wild. But his comedy show was very fun that he hosted. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Colt Cabana, and Chuck Taylor did intentionally bad improv, which was just fantastic and wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I, I got a question here from a Joey Bag of Donuts. I believe I grew up with that guy. Uh, he says, uh, it's Halloween time. Why didn't you two dress up? Listen, this is how I, I roll out of bed looking like this. I don't know about this chick over here, but uh, I do like the Yo Gabba Gabbas. I did dress up. I have red lipstick on. <laughs> that's that's all that counts, right? It's all it's all it's all there for. That's it. Uh, yeah. Hey, to start us off because I know he likes to do this. Uh, J W Pringle says, uh, "Happy Halloween, Kate's mom, dad, and maybe sister." Don't forget to leave out uh, blood and silver bullets from Dracula and the Wolfman. That's apparently it's a it's a it's a tradition in Mr. Pringle's household. Uh, personally, uh, you know, uh, I leave out the garlic for the vampires. But then again, I leave garlic all over my house all the time because that's basically, you know, it's a staple. Do you just have blood around your house, J.W. I mean, Pringle? I, I, I have I, questions. Are you related to Tony D'Angelo? I mean, it depends on whose blood it is. That's all I'm saying. You know, you got to figure out these things ahead of time. Um, this Gabagool mask is real fun for shifty eyes. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> I did not realize this. Uh, Nor did Paul, I. Paul Hensler, uh, Kate's father here, says, Happy Halloween, J.W. Pringle, all's good in the hood. Dang. So there you go. Uh, Paul, <laughs> Being Paul. the like, cinematic Doylestown, Pennsylvania, by the way. Yeah, right, exactly. Um <laughs> And NWA Bad Blood says uh, Kate is the biggest heel on YouTube's, and that Alex guy is kind of funny. LOL. Team Kalex kicks ass. It's true. Team Kalex does kick ass. It's true. They do. 
Uh, <clears throat> Ryan Sullivan says, does Tony become Alex if the hat comes off? I don't know what you're talking about. This thing's super glued to my head. So it's, I can't take it off. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never taken it off. I'm not sure. I was born like this. Uh, let's see here. Oh, somebody had a had an erroneous and a slightly erroneous prediction of our costumes. This guy, Colin Hedden, says, uh, just guessing, the show isn't over. The Alex uh, was going to dress up like Beetlejuice fell down a K-hole at Woodstock 99 during ICP, and Kate is just going to be gay. So, no, I don't think you're Kate. No, you're, you're definitely the Yo Gabba Gabba Ghoul. He says hashtag Gabba Ghoul. I mean, first of all, to you as well. Yeah. Uh, and no, I'm Uno. If you guys aren't familiar with Yo Gabba Gabba, it's very charming and you should YouTube it. Yeah, you know, if you have a small child, you can't get away from that thing. But uh, yeah, I understand. It's really charming when you don't hear it for, you know, hours on end during the day. What's, what's, well, I wish Alex were here because I I'm wonder... a close personal friend of his. Okay, so do you know if Yo Gabba Gabba or Peppa Pig is more over in his household? Uh, at this at this point, uh, she's aged beyond the Yo Gabba Gabbas. Okay. Uh, she likes the Peppa's Pigs. And uh, she's big. She's a big fan of the Blueys. This little Australian dog is very cute. Uh, oh. A lot of valuable life lessons. Actually, it's a pretty good show. Good. Um, yeah. Um, the uh, the Nacho Man, Normie Summers, sends in a tip about uh, cuts of meat. He says uh, that Gabagool is a sausage made from pork neck or shoulder. Best served cool. Forget about it. So Okay. But, like, why does he feel the need to tell Tony D'Angelo? What Gabagool is? No, I, I think he. Think I think he was trying. I think he was trying. Well, listen, he. I could have told you myself, Obviously. but he paid money to tell you himself that you would. Okay. You would need to know. I, I think. I understand I'm not sure. that. That's yeah. very kind of you, because yeah. to me, it's just a face mask. Yeah, I. I yeah, I get it. I understand. Uh, J.W. Pringle says, uh, "Of course, there is blood in his house because his is in his body. Forget about it, <laughs> Gabagool." Uh, yeah, my and my whole thing is. If your blood is in your body, my own my own personal proclivities would it be to keep that blood in there, you know? Like, I mean, I've been shot many times in, in you know, when we went to the mattresses. But I totally understand, like, if you want to keep that blood inside you, I, I would recommend, personally. It's not like a weird, who was it? Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton thing where you had, like, a vial. Did they have, like, vials of each other's yeah, blood? Yeah, they had vials of each other's blood, those freaks. Weirdos. Those freaky freaks. Yeah, yeah no. they're so weird, those two. They're not super normal like me who got off of a wrestling cruise and then went to a deli, super glued me onto a stick, yeah. bought a googly guy I, at Walmart for my winter hat like a normal woman in her 30s. Yeah. Weirdos. Nah, nah. Yeah, giant googly eyes are normally bought by women in their 30s. Yeah. It breaks it down. If you look at the demographics, like, you know, people look at, like to look at the demos now. I'm pretty sure that's how you, it works. The key yeah. demo for Google The key eyes. demo for googly eyes is women in their 30s. As far as I've, <laughs> as far as I've been, I've, I mean, I may be privy to some of those things. We should ask Brandon Thurston. He, apparently that guy is, he knows all about the demos. Maybe he knows a lot about, uh, about them. Um, the intangible one, Cliff Beard also says, thank you, Cliff with the beard. He says, all that is missing is the great O'Shawn tonight. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. 
And uh, Sean Blanford, bye. Hey, this guy, if you listen, Sean Blanford, you give it a huge super chat over here. And listen, if you got any extra scratch you want to throw around, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who might be able to get you invested in a few uh, products, if you know what I'm talking about, Mr. Sean Blanford. But he says, hello, Kalex. A little update from last week. He got the promotion he was trying to get. Good for him. Sean Blanford, round of applause. Go, Sean. Here's a little love back to two of my fightful faves. Uh, I'm glad they decided not to put the title on Braun quite yet. But his time will come sooner than later. Stay cool, Gabagools. Absolutely. It's keep cool, Gabagool, but we'll just let it slide. All and right. To you. And uh, Colin Hedden says, Kate is being Kate. Those are her normal clothes. Now, Who I don't is know. Kate? I, 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 yeah, I'm not. I'm These not are sure wrong that. today. This is yeah, wrong. I'll yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't that know. one. Uh, well, I I tried to get that uh, guy uh, Sean Rossaps. I shot. I tried to get him to like uh, figure out how to how to switch this up so it said Tony D'Angelo's. He's like, he blew me off. I don't know about this guy. He even when I was doing the list and not your boy, he gave me the worst graphic that has ever been graphic. But Denise, yeah. when she does the list and uh, your girl. Gets a beautiful one. I guess because they're tag team partners, that's the one way that they can coexist. We don't need that. Nah, nah, we don't, we don't need that. We don't Sean need that. is one of those people. He's one of those people. You okay, people, listen. Eh? Listen, so uh, the way it goes is you keep on sending in your super chats and uh, I will, I'm going to keep on reading these super chats when we get them over here. And uh, what we're going to do <clears throat> is occasionally... Uh, this guy, uh, Alex, he, he likes to fancy himself an impressionist. All right. So I'm going to try and do the same impressions that he does. I don't know if I'm going to be as successful as he does. He's also asking uh, for uh, Tony D'Angelo to say certain things here. Ryan Sullivan asks for Tony D'Angelo to be an elf talking to Santa. And listen, I think you're better off keeping your money until December's because I'm pretty sure we'll be able to do this then as well. But I'll I'll do the elf talking to Santa one time here. We're going to sprinkle these in. We're going to sprinkle these in. We're going to sprinkle them in over here. We're going to sprinkle these in throughout the entire episode so we don't get all backlogged at the end. All right? But the no, first but one you here. You know what I know? What's this? Right? Beated that Tony D'Angelo looks like a very specific elf, like Bernard the Elf from Santa Claus. But oh, I don't listen. think Bernard the Elf had listen. like a special catchphrase. Listen, listen. David, David Crumholtz, I know this guy. I know this David Crumholtz. He had his own show numbers a few, a way a, a while back with some guy who's named Robs Moros. And I don't, I, I, I didn't like that show because I don't like numbers, okay? Because I failed Matt 15 times. But, you know, my dad knows the guy, so they let me pass on in school. But hey, of course. listen, David Crumholtz, he came out last year, remember this? When he came out dressed up as fat Drew McIntyre? That guy ruined he everything did, from yeah. dude, ruined Drew McIntyre's forevers. I, I like this drummer Crumholtz, but I'm gonna do a little impression of an elf talking to Santa for you. All right, hey Santa, we need more help over here. It's just me here. I know there's a labor shortage. Have you ever thought of maybe increasing your wages over here? Because I'm the only guy here, and the only reason I don't leave is because I don't want my 401k lapse. Okay, Santa, please, big man. Could you help me out? Huh? I think Santa should help. Because otherwise, uh, there's some fishes in the North Pole he might be sleeping with. 
Yeah, like the the fishes in the North Pole are some big freaking fishes. Let me tell you. You know what else lives in the North Pole waters? Polar bears. Because all the ice is melting, so they just gotta keep swimming. And listen, they would love nothing more than to come across a big bloated, big fat bearded guy. Oh, listen, I know all about it. I know what I'm talking about. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna get into Halloween havoc over here now. Halloween havoc. All right. I just want to say to the people super chatting too, um, feel free to just super chat the word spin the wheel at any time and something might happen. Interesting. Just saying. Interesting. Now listen. Just saying. Listen. Um, <clears throat> we got we got Chucky over here. Now I knew I used to know a guy named Chucky, Chaz, we called him. And this guy, uh, he, he was an all right guy. Uh, God rest his soul. Most most of the guys I grew up with is God rest his souls. But listen, Chucky is this doll, right? And this is something I'm not really sure about here. This doll's alive. I don't watch the shows. I never saw none of the movies. This doll's alive and he's a wrestling fan. I'm not really sure. What are we doing here? I mean, how is this, you know, as, as Alex might say, how is this not insulting our intelligence to have this doll here? Trying to pick what the matches are, reading off of these, uh, you know, like uh, video packages and whatnot. Why is he this narrator? I don't get it. Okay, so first of all, Chucky is a WCW reject. Um, for those of you who are into calling people rejects of other companies, it's important to note that, I think. I, I was a little confused by Chucky being like there kind of. I also thought it would have been way funnier if Chucky like started speaking in a British accent or referenced killing William Regal. I thought that would have been <laughs> like such a missed opportunity because why not? Like William Regal's also been gone for a few weeks. You could have played into that so much. And I think if Alex were here, he would agree. So I hope that you agree with that too, Tony. It was just weird that he was like there, but also via satellite and it was his turn to spin the wheel, but then he would like threw it over to a fan at one point and the wheel was digital, but the wheel was real too. Just like a lot of interesting questions. So uh, I, I liked the crossover, especially with not a Steiner being in the main event. It's yeah. so perfect, but. Here's the thing. <clears throat> Listen, they call this guy Braun Breaker. I don't understand why you got the two Ks. One K is fine. Two Ks is just, it's egregious. But Listen. Um, uh, you have an expansive vocabulary, Tony. I appreciate oh, listen, you listen, busting listen, out the listen, word listen, egregious. I got one of those word of the day calendars, okay? And I just I flip one off and I go, hey, today, egregious. I you like know, it. one of those things, you know, like, uh, I'll come up with some other ones as we go along. I'm not sure. I remember the word of the day today was egregious. So I, I like it. to figure out a way to, to sprinkle it in, pepper it in. Normally, the word of the garlic day. Garlic it into my conversation during the day. You understand? Um, listen. Normally, it's coexist. So I'm glad that it, like, it's just a calendar that says coexist over yeah. and over and over, over again. Over, so over it's cool that they switched it up. It's nice. Listen. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, if this guy is a Steiner, then he's a Steiner. Let him be a Steiner. If he's not a Steiner, stop referencing all the things that make him a Steiner. You got this little kid, this this little doll thing, calling him a puppy face gremlin. I get it, because his old man was Rick Steiner, the dog face gremlin, and he's young, you see. So let's bash him over the head with that thing. Listen, I know a lot about bashing people over the head. 
but please don't bash me over the head by calling him a puppy face gremlin. Listen, call him a Steiner and and like lean into it. Or don't call him a Steiner and keep your freaking mouth shut. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta That's say. fair. That's I'm fair. At this point, at this point, the way they tease us back and forth, I think Braun Breaker, he should have he should have a shirt. One of his merch shirts that comes out and it says in big, bold face print, rainbow color, of course. It says, I am not a Steiner. And then on the back, in tiny print, it says, yes, I am. Like, because that's what they're doing. Like, they're being all coy with it. I don't like it when you play coy. All right? I think anyway, we, we got a couple of uh, spins the wheels over here. Sean Blanford says spin the wheel. So, Kate, please spin this wheel. I have this wheel. The lighting kind of throws it off, but um, very different things on each part of the wheel. Uh, if Alex wanted to come back for this, this might be more his right. territory. Okay. Um, okay. But we'll uh, we'll spin the wheel here. Uh, Tony D'Angelo doing the hard times promo is what it landed on. If he were here to do an impression of you, that sure sounds like a lot wait, of fun. Hey, so wait, so so Tony D'Angelo. Me doing the hard times promo. Uh, I guess I would say, uh, um, you want to talk about hard times, daddy? I know all about hard times. You don't know nothing about hard times, Ric Flair, with your limousine ridings and your kiss stealings and your wheelings and dealings. Hey, we're dealing with wheels right now, too. But listen, you don't know nothing about hard times. I know about hard times. In a few years, I'm going to go to WWF. They're going to put me in a polka dot singlet and make me a freaking plumber. I know about hard times. Okay? That's my impression of the hard times thing that Dusty Rhodes did. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Ryan Sullivan also says spin the wheel. We're going to get a lot of these, so I want to do a couple of them back to back. This is uh, Tony D'Angelo ordering fish and chips. Tony D'Angelo ordering fish and chips. All right. <clears throat> Yeah, it it may surprise you, but Tony D'Angelo doesn't normally go for the fish and chips. It's not normally a thing in in his in his diet. You know, you know, not 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 normally. You understand? <clears throat> hey, what, Mike? I'm trying to fit. I'm trying to fit in. Ah, you may have guessed it. I'm not actually from uh, Britain or whatever you call this place. What? Uh can I can I get uh, 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 fish? And chips, but listen, I don't want I don't want chips. I want I want French fries. Can you give me French fries instead of chips? Like, and I listen. What am I over here? Do I want a bag of Doritos? I would like French fries with my fish. So, can I put in like a substitution instead of getting fish and chips? Can I get fish and French fries? Thank you. I, I, I as they say in your Great British Isles, cheers, mate. Was that was that good? I'm not really that was sure. fantastic. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You should look up fish and chips and what it really is. <clears throat> oh yeah, because I've never you... actually had it myself personally. No, so. of course not. Right? Yeah. I mean, I ah, yeah. anyway. Um. So, uh, this toxic attractions uh, they, and they and the the EO Sarai's and the and the Zoe Stocks and the Indies Hartwells and the uh, Persians Piranhas. Uh, they 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 got they got this. Uh, it's a it's a scareway to to hell ladder match, and I know we were talking about this a last week. To hell. That's yeah, a song. It's mo- it's mostly that's the, the same. 
it's mostly the same thing. But I was also thinking, like, hey, listen, it's it, we can't call it a scare away to heaven because then the surviving members of Led Zeppelin will sue us. So we got to call it a scare away to hell. I was like, are we ACDC? Are we Led Zeppelin? We're not really sure. I thought we left all that hard rock thing behind when we when we went away from Pretty Paul's uh, indie fed. But anyway, listen, um, the the ladder match it was not going down. Into, we we talked about that last week. We wanted the ladder to actually go into a hole, and they would have to climb down to get the belts. But they did. They did. Apparently, they didn't like that pitch. No, they so, didn't like that idea. <clears throat> so I was thinking, like, oh, okay, you know, this is obviously going to be a thing. They really like this toxic attraction thing. Listen, when I'm backstage, you can't. People at the toxic attraction, toxic attraction. Listen, these ladies are very. Very lovely, very voluptuous ladies. The bazooms on these ladies, I'm telling you. But listen, that's basically all they are at this point. I mean, one of them, the the, the one in the middle. I'm not really sure. The Mandy's roses. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, it's fine. I'm all. It's all right. But listen, uh, I thought it was kind of when. What do we call them? And them uh, foregone conclusions. It seemed like they were ready to put the belts on the toxic attractions. And along the way, there were lots of really, really dangerous spots i'm telling you i'm pretty sure at one point i mean have anybody has anybody checked on the yoshirai because because indy hartwell dropped her off a ladder like she got hung up in the ropes and fell like face first into a ladder like it was suspended between the ring and 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 the announce table and then indy hartwell made this face like she was pretty sure she had just committed murder and i've seen that face i've made that face it's not a pretty face to make. So I understand that she might have been a little scared. But apparently, apparently, I'm, I'm assuming Io Shirai is all right. But uh, Gigi Dolans, she's the one who climbs up. She kicks off uh, Indy Hartwell. Uh, and then she gets the belts. Toxic Attractions. They're your, they're your NXT Tag Team Champions. I do hope they defend the belts more often than like, you know, once every six weeks. But I'm not holding my breath. Uh, yes. So maybe Io Shirai doesn't like anyone because they're all trying to murder her in matches was something that ran through my head. This, I didn't actually love this match. I appreciate that they went all out for it. Um, but I just, it, it felt all really clunky to me and I know it's pro wrestling and I know the ladder climb is supposed to take forever and you have to fiddle with the belt for 20 minutes, but there were some times where they were just, I mean, even for a pro wrestling fan, there was a point where, where's uh, Stark was up there and it just, and she wasn't really doing anything to sell the fact that she wasn't just taking the belts down. This match just uh, didn't really do it for me. I, I, there were some really big spots, but I, I didn't feel like there was much of a story there. There was a lot of it that felt kind of clunky to me. Io Shirai is a maniac, obviously. Her work in this, I thought, was really great. Indy Hartwell looked a little bit lost to me at, at certain points in this, but it was fine. I just was also distracted by this commercial-free carnage. I was like, of all of the matches that you could have had commercials during, this kind of would have been the one. The women's championship match in the main event, I was like, that's what you should have saved your, your commercial-free time for. I don't know if that was a time slot thing or if they just figured... People may be flipping through channels, recognize Halloween Havoc a little bit. Uh, maybe we draw them in by having some commercial free time. But uh, this this wasn't the, 
the way to start it off for me. It, it just never really clicked in as far as a, a great ladder match goes. Some really great spots, like I said, but just just wasn't my favorite favorite thing. Not not the best start to the night for me. Yeah, as far as I know, it's uh, it's a thing about uh, the time slot. The first match of the night, I think, gets to go without the commercials. Uh, too bad they sometimes save the first segment of the night for like a really long promo that nobody cares about. But correct, I'm just saying it's so. And I want to address this. This was not a super chat, but I want to address this concern that uh, somebody named Time Erased Games has. Is Alex really going to do the accent for three hours? LOL. Listen, I don't, I, he's not here. He had got the night off. He got Tony D'Angelo. Now, Tony D'Angelo may at one point decide he's tired of talking like this and do an impersonation of this guy, Alex, for the rest of the night. I'm not sure when that's going to be, but I believe there's going to be a very big thing that happens first. And then maybe after that, we'll go, we'll go. Tony D'Angelo will do an impression of Alex. If you, yeah, 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 right over here. Okay, cool. That gabagool. And to you. And also with you. Um, I got some super chats about this. Um, uh, we got uh, uh, Luis, Luis Polito says uh, Jane and EO tried to outdie KO, and I respect it. Yeah, uh, that that Persh that Persia's Paradas, she did a power bomb to JC Jane, like through the ladder in the corner. And the ladder just kind of like boinged up and landed on her after she landed on the ladder. That that did not look like fun. I don't want to do that. Whoever is whoever is agenting my matches, please don't ever make me do a spot like that because I don't want to do that. That looks like it hurts. I don't think you you have to. And I'm I'm not super chatting, but I have a question for you, Tony. Yeah. Um, is your carnage commercial free? Like in your life? My carnage. Yeah, commercial free. Yeah, you mean you mean um, do do, do I, while I'm out there doing carnage, you know, when one of my cousins calls me down to the docks to bust a few skulls, right? Do, do we come in and we do a commercial with the Jimmy's Johns guy? That guy, right. Joey Baloney. I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. Me. He's been feuding with my father for years, and if I catch that guy out on the streets, it's over for you, Joey Baloney. I'm telling you. Uh, no, no. Most most of my cottage is commercial free. Uh, we have we have yet to find a sponsor for my really? cottage. Yeah, no, I... uh, they're all queasy, squeamish about the blood and the guts. I just and, you and know the, and the skulls thought, being cracked. You don't understand. Thought they valued their kneecaps enough to give you a sponsorship. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, also uh, TDX1138 uh, says it is not Halloween Havoc without somebody no-selling their death. <laughs> we just need a sumo monster truck match now. Now listen, okay. We got this spin the wheels and make the deals. We got a wheel with all these amazing things on it. What's this now? I can't, I can't see. What is it? It's Eddie Guerrero. Oh, it's Eddie I just Guerrero. figured he should be here for Halloween ha Havoc. For, for Halloween Havoc. Yeah, he should. Yeah, God, God rest his soul. But listen, um, we got all these matches on this spins the wheels and makes the deals. What do we get? We get a ladder match. We got a street fight later on. And then we get a lumberjack match. Like, come on. If you're going to rig the wheel, rig it to be a buried alive match or an inferno match. Or like this guy suggests, 
a sumo monster truck match on the roof of the CWC. Now that I would like to see. That's very fair. Cyclops is better than Wolverine, says Eo in Persia with a scars of the match. Uh, yeah, Persia, per, she's a strong lady. She's she a strong is a lady. strong lady. She, Her yeah. and Raquel could have a great feud. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, it is true. Um, now, uh, the Nerd Guru uh, says, uh, not sure where EO goes, so I'm hoping to Raw so we can see her versus Bianca Becky Rhea. Listen, listen, uh, this, the problem with this is I do not think that no matter where she goes on the main roster, she ain't winning nothing. But you could you could interest me in an EO Shirai babyface program against, uh, against uh, Charlotte Flair. However, Nerguru says he doesn't want her on SmackDown because Flair's going to no-sell for her again. Now listen, if they finally get Charlotte to play nice and react when somebody punches her in the face, then maybe Yo Shirai versus Charlotte Fair could have, you know, because because right now on SmackDown, they got no baby faces. They got nuns. They got Shasha if they turn their back baby face. And that's the only people they got who's at all. Like we got we got Naomi. And listen, I love Naomi, but she's got this thing. They, they can't even get this whole thing going with Sony Leville's. Listen, if, if Io Shirai were to go to the main roster, I don't think she's winning the title on either side. But at least she'd be the number two baby face on SmackDown as soon as she shows up. It's true. And you know what else they have nothing of on the main roster, Alex? Tag teams. Zero. Oh, Zilch yeah. tag teams in the women's yeah. division. Literally, yeah. other than the champions. So, yeah. I mean, the thing I hate about this is that they just had the draft and NXT talent was called up during the draft. So are you also just going to pull up NXT talent whenever you feel like now? If yeah. so, why were you wasting draft picks on them? Like yeah. nothing makes sense. In None, of makes sense. None of them makes sense. None of them makes sense. Sean Blanford says, uh, I love how the NXT women were highlighted in two great matches. And also they remembered that Kaylee Ray exists. Uh, hopefully EO is okay. Hashtag yo gabba gabba ghoul. Now listen, uh, Kaylee Ray, we'll talk about this now, I suppose. There was a, there was a pretty nice little uh, vignette they did for Kaylee Ray where she was very, very angry about how she, she says, the longest reigning women's champ in 60 years. Was it 60 years? That's a long time. That's a very long time. That's a very long time. And she 20. says, and what have I gotten since I've been in NXT 2.0? Bubkiss. Nothing. Zilch. Not a thing. A big old donut. That's what she's got. And listen, I totally understand. Like, listen, I love me some Kaylee Ray. I think she's amazing. But I don't know if, if NXT 2.0 is the best place for her if she's looking to actually, you know, get some respect. Because I don't, actually, I don't think, I mean, listen, I hope nobody who's signs my paychecks is listening. I don't think that WWE is the best place for a Kaylee Ray if she's trying to get some respect from the higher-ups, if you know what I'm saying. What, um, who, I don't understand who signed your paychecks. Oh, listen, I make a good living just from being my dad's kid, all right? But I got a pretty sweet deal, you know, to come over here and, and be in, doing my parlay my amateur wrestling background into being a wrestler for NXT. But apparently, during one of my earlier promos, they fed me this line. It made no sense, but I said it anyway because, you know, I figured I'll play along for now. But I said, the big money is in WWE. 
and I'm pretty sure that's a that's a crock of shit. But I just said it anyway. But they told me to say it. So in kayfabes, I've been told that's a thing. Kayfabes, yeah. Um, in kayfabes, I'm just earning all this money hand over fist. Listen, I can do this and make the money say money make the like money a, thing, and then, like I yes. yeah, then I can yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the Donnie D'Angelo thing. Listen, it it's it's not a coincidence that the money thing that you do when you're trying to simulate money on you with your hand is basically the same thing as the Tony D'Angelo's. Not a coincidence. Not a coincidence at all. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, listen. Um, <clears throat> the I really like one... this promo from her. Sorry sorry to interrupt, oh, Tony. No, no, please, please don't fit. But I, uh, <laughs> I really liked this promo for her, from her. I don't know. Like, it, does she face Mandy Rose at some point? Like, no, no, she yeah, doesn't. that's got to be Frankie Monet. I'm thinking, right? Frankie's they, next. Do, do they have any baby faces? Do they have a single one? Like, Io Shirai probably is going to get a match versus Mandy Rose and she's going to put over Mandy Rose, and we're all going to be really heartbroken about it because it's going to make no freaking sense. But Correct. that's something she's going to do. Yeah. Do we have any other baby faces? Any other, like Ember Moon? They've been booking her to, to lose all the matches now, as we saw last night. Being a gigantic freaking loser is not a uh, uh, something that precludes you from right. becoming a number one contender. So perhaps Ember Moon's going to get a title shot. She's going to lose that too. That is correct. The intangible one, Cliff Beard. The Cliff with the beard. He says, uh, Kate, there's like two women's tag teams between all three of the rosters. It's really bad. <laughs> now, you're using hyperbole, my friend, because there were three tag teams in just one match tonight. So, between all three of the rosters, there is four tag teams. So, you, my friend, were undercutting by two tag teams. You got to be honest if you're going to do things like that. That's all I'm saying. I I would listen to Tony about being honest. Yeah. No, I'm, listen, I am as honest as the second is long. That's what I got to say. Uh... <laughs> R.H. says, uh, happy to see Mandy with the NXT title. Well, that makes one of us, R.H. Uh, I love Gigi and JC with the tag titles, plus Mandy via the Freebird rule. Gigi has a bright future. Well, you're right about that last one. Gigi Dolan <clears throat> does have a bright future. Uh, I it, it, it remains to be seen if I am going to love Gigi and JJ with the tag titles. I'm not sure yet, but they got them. I hope they defend them, as I said, more often than once every six weeks. I am a big, big Gigi Dolan fan. I haven't loved her in tag matches. Hasn't worked for me as much. She's coming along, but she's mostly been a singles wrestler her whole life. So I, that is a different animal. Like, I, I think people don't give that maybe the credit that they should. It's not, it's not every day you can take like a Kofi Kingston and be like, Hey, go on a singles runner. Hey, uh, being a tag team and a stable, like that is, that is a completely different skill set based in one skill set. Like they, they branch off. So, uh, I haven't loved the tag stuff. I also just haven't loved what they're doing. So maybe we're all acclimating a little bit, but I do agree that Gigi Dolan has a very bright future. I don't know if it's in this tag team quote-unquote division but she's gonna be great and provides a lot of value and i kind of actually disagree with 
Tony, if I'm allowed to, um, we'll do this. I think it's good that Toxic Attraction, if you're going to try and sell me on something like this, all three of them having titles is a, is a good way to do it. Like it's, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but uh, spoiler alert, Mandy wins later in case you weren't able to deduce that from this opening match, which also annoyed me that it, I knew she was going to win anyway, but that was just like so telegraphed. Mm. Um, But I, I kind of like all three of them having titles. If they're going to be this group of bad girls that are coming in and running roughshod, like that actually kind of works for me because it justifies them being bullies. They have a reason to be bullies because they're actually champions. They can back up the shit that they're talking at this point. So I like that about it. I just don't love everything that Toxic Attraction's doing. But unlike most things, I will actually let this one play out because they've they've kind of earned a little bit of my trust to do that on this particular thing and literally nothing else going on in WWE. Uh, I'm fine with it. Listen, uh, as long as they don't hold the titles hostage for like eight months, I'm fine with it. Uh, we got to figure out a way to like figure out who, who are these other contenders? We got over here because I, I don't know if we got contenders for variety for, for of these things. Uh, maybe we get Persia and Indy Hartwell get an actual uh, one-on-one, uh, well, two-on-two title match. Is that, are, are we are we finally breaking up Zoe and EO? since they never liked being a tag team in the first place. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see if what I don't want is for them to hold the belts and never defend them for like six weeks and then be like, oh, look at us. We're the, top, we're the champions. You haven't defended the belts in six weeks. So what if you're champions? I don't know if you can actually win a title defense because you never had a title defense. That's all I'm saying. I am not convinced that Dakota Kai and Raquel don't end up a tag team at the end of whatever this is. Because that would be great because can they coexist? Listen, don't you start with the coexisting. Don't you start, Kate. (laughs) Don't you start with the coexisting. I can't stop! (laughs) Stuplexer, which is a fantastic name. Stuplexer says, uh, I've never watched an episode of NXT, but I watch this show every week just for Alex and Kate's character. Long live Kalex. Listen, you've never watched an episode of NXT? If you have the capabilities, search YouTubes for matches from like three years ago. Those were amazing. That's why I actually decided I was was sitting at home in one of my dad's loving, very well-appointed mansions, flipping through the channels, and I saw a match. Uh, between uh, Johnny Gargano's and uh, I think it was uh, Andrade's Almas's, and I thought to myself, that's where I want to go. Pop, can you get me on the next boat to Orlando? And he said, it's not in Italy. It's over just down in Florida's. I could drive there. And I said, okay, I'm going to go. And that's what I did. Eventually, I got down here, and that's why. Because I'm telling you, a few years ago, NXT was the place to be. Oh, my was so good. Your, but thank you for comments? watching us. Oh, or I'm sorry. Thank you for watching Alex and Kate yeah. on a weekly basis, except for tonight where they have the night off. Yo, Gabba Gabba Ghoul mm-hmm. and Tony D'Angelo. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, somebody asked me, uh, what's my take on Michael Myers? Listen, uh, I mean, he's not my cup of tea. Uh, I'm just saying uh, Austin Powers is not that funny. You know, you got some funny glasses. You got an accent. 
I mean, listen, if your entire character is just an accent, how funny can you possibly be? So that's my take on Michael Myers. But he didn't do the voice of Shrek. So basically, you do you do two characters, and the entire characters are just, hey, look at my funny accent. Hey, that's not acting. That's not acting. All right? I don't like Michael Myers. That's all I'm saying. Oh, somebody has a question, a request to see a, a mobster Princess Kate talking to Tony D'Angelo. If they were going to have a, 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 you know, maybe you could talk about how if somebody's father was a Steiner, and said, I understand how that kind of is a thing that you can, you can talk about. To talk about how someone's father was a Steiner? Yeah. My goodness, what if someone's father was a Steiner? Why would you put two K's in the name, Tony? Listen, I don't understand, but uh, you, you, I understand. You have a, you have, have special proclivities for, you know, uh, maybe whether or not somebody might know some things, maybe they would be sure or would they be positive? <laughs> Are you sure? Or are you, are you positive? positive? Well, oh, my father was a Steiner. His mm -hmm. father was a Steiner. Mm -hmm. His two brothers were a Steiner. I know the Steiners. Both your uncles are Steiners? Both yeah, my understand. uncles are Steiners. Yeah, yes, absolutely. All right. Okay, that's enough of that. <clears throat> All right, so, so the next thing that we got here. Is, oh, somebody asked uh, if uh, there's a, Hall a Halloween gimmicks. If an NXT... Buried alive match is just a loser goes to raw. Get it? That's a funny line. I think a buried alive match is just what they've done to the roster. Just as a whole. Just just NXT yeah. has been buried alive in front of our eyes. So yeah. every match is a buried alive match, Halloween Absolutely. Havoc or not. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Eddie Guerrero agrees. <clears throat> Shot Kid 29 sends a super chat. Get in your super chats and we'll read them on the air if you don't know. There's a little dollar sign down at the bottom of the chat. Send it. It's got a wheel. Yeah. Says watching Halloween Havoc for some reason it gave me the feeling a lot of old guard and older talent are getting the boot soon. Uh yeah, it does feel does feel like uh, you know, it's there's a what do you call it? The changing of the guard. Sunrise sunset you know all things change eventually change is scary like halloween and maybe this is the perfect time to have that change since the change is so scary that is true and also it's not even just people maybe getting the boot soon people's contracts are up kyle riley's contract is up i don't know when champa's is uh but people are got one foot out the door i think uh, on NXT. I don't know what's going on with Samoa Joe. I haven't heard anything. Sean has not broken anything on Fightful Select, which you can subscribe to and find out eventually uh, at FightfulSelect.com. You can subscribe for just $5. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Super chat us. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> but like, there are people who signed up for something different than what they're being given. So there's probably people that will request their release because they don't want to be here. There's probably people that can make the jump to the main roster. We've talked about it with LA Knight for sure. But like what's some people have just hit their ceiling. If this is what we're going to get right. Like what else is Kyle is, is Kyle O'Reilly really going to go around with Von Wagner here? Like even on the main roster, I feel like, I mean, I've, I feel like Kevin Owens is as, Good is out the door. 
despite headbutting a ladder on Raw. That guy gives it his all every time he goes out there. But there's some people that, given the current ecosystem and what NXT was and what it has become, there does not fit there anymore. And people that have already accomplished a ton in NXT 1 that don't fit in in NXT 2.0, you know, AW, Ring of Honor, the indies are lit. MLW, Impact is constantly leasing talent. Bound for Glory was huge for them. So I, I, it's not like it was. It just isn't like it was where this was the only place you could go to work. Yep. Phil Felice sends in a super chat saying, spin the wheel, Gabadil. <laughs> uh, oh, hard times. We already did that one. Oh, a Tony D'Angelo wild card. You get to pick whatever you want to do, Tony D'Angelo. Well, well, you know what? Then I'm going to go ahead and do uh, two. <laughs> then I'm going to do uh, two for the price of one. And I'm going to get one of these other Super Chats out of the way now because we got so many of them. Uh, Jay Shell, Nicole, big friend of the show. We love Jay Shell. Oh, uh, says, can Tony congratulate me for sending college applications? Listen, Jay Shell, I'm so proud of you. The whole family is so proud of you for trying to better yourself going to college. Listen, those applications, I know they get you. Like, oh, you want to come to our school, our prestigious university? You better pay us money just so you can apply. I remember that. I went to the University of Buffalo. That wasn't my first choice, but still, that's where I went. And I, I it, was, it was all right. I mean, it was upstate New York. I, I have friends there. On the shores of Lake Erie, there were a few people sleeping with the fishes in Lake Erie. But listen, okay, I understand. It's not it's not easy to take it up and get up the the, the the courage to apply. There's a sense of rejection just coming down the pipe. But I know you. I know you, Jay Shell. You're gonna get into the college of your choice, and it's gonna be a hell of a lot better than the University of Buffalo. Let me tell you. And when you go to college, you can tell them you know me, and it'll get you right into the cafeteria, and I'll be like, Oh, you know Tony Gabo, you know Tony, Tony Cat Don D'Angelo. So, please, uh, this way, this way, right this way, Jay Shell. I, I got an in at all the universities all over America, or so they tell me. Jay Shell, congratulations. Jay Shell, I'm so proud of you. I think Tony D'Angelo, A, needs a cameo, and B, should be doing motivational speaking, like, everywhere. That was beautiful. I've thought I've thought about it. It's not, it's the, what they tell me to say is, in kayfabes, the money is not as good in the cameoses as it is in the NXTs. That's what I'm saying. I understand. All right. <clears throat> One more spin the wheel. Let's do this. Spin the wheel again. This is from Pedro Tachikin. Spin the wheel. Tony D'Angelo sings. Song of your choice. Or it should be the song of whoever super chatted's choice, but... Now, I don't know if I got any songs here for, uh, I got, later on, we're going to get William Regal rapping again. So, <laughs> so that's going to be something, I don't know, I don't do, I don't do a William Regal. I do an Alex doing William Regal. Right. So perhaps we're going to get that later. But right now, as far as, um, uh, let's see, what's, uh, what's, uh, okay. Um, what about that uh, Tamore? Nah, 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 nah. Hey. I'm not going to sully the memory of great Dean Martin here tonight. I'm going to sully the memory of Dean Martin 
probably someplace closer to Valentine's Day. I've decided that I want to do this thing. We're going to spread this out over a very long time. Okay, but uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a very special song. Everybody likes to sing along with it. All right, uh, so here we go. I'm going to try and find these lyrics here. Okay, here we go. Uh-uh. Here we go. Uh, so, Tony D'Angelo sings a song. You are beautiful on the inside. You are innocence personified. And I will drag you down and sail you out. Run away. What have I become now that I've betrayed everyone I've ever loved? I pushed them all away. And I have been a slave to the Judas in my mind. Is there something left for me to save in the wreckage of my life? My life. I'm become, I'm become, I'm becoming, I'm become, I'm become, I'm becoming. Judas in, Judas in my mind. I become, I become, I becoming. I'm become, I'm become, I'm becoming. Judas in, Judas in my mind. I haven't heard that song in like 36 hours. So thank you. (laughs) It was just for you, Kate. Because I know how much you love that song after having heard it 150 times. There it is. The whole cruise. The whole time. Just I never on a want loop. this wheel Just to play go. play on a loop on the speakers above your head all the time. <laughs> it's nice, though. I believed I was beautiful on the inside for a really long time. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you heard the beginning of that song. Over, yeah, I understand. So before, here we go. Before we get into the haunted house portion of the proceedings, I thought that I would call upon my own friend, who's a pretty pretty scary guy, Myself, he's a, he's a he's a cousin of mine. He's a cousin of mine. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of this the video. I'm gonna stop the camera, but I'm not gonna go anywhere. But when I come back, it's gonna be my cousin. Okay, and you you're gonna you're gonna love it. So so oh, if you right. could just vamp, I can okay? vamp. vamp. I can vamp for okay, you. Vamp, vamp vamp while I while I cut out my camera, and I'm gonna come back very quickly as my cousin. Okay. Um. I don't know what that's about, but hi, people in the chat. I saw a couple of people asking what my costume was. I'm Yo Gabba Gabba Ghoul. If you're not familiar with the the children's TV program, Yo Gabba Gabba is a delightful program with some little monsters on it. This is Muno. Uh, He's great. And this is a bunch of deli meat on a stick because I love puns so much that I will suffer through how bad this smells. Uh, So... That is for all of you. I have the wheel. I'm very excited about it. I won't give away anything else that's on there, but there is a Gabagool dance break. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, Yeah, what's going on? I'm just going to read up and down the regular chat and not the super chat. Ah, Cruise was amazing. Thank you to some people for asking. Took forever to get on, but was very fun. I really genuinely don't know what's happening right now. So, Kate, we need the Jericho photos. I'm going to post some. I'm very excited. <laughs> hey, Kate, just a suggestion. Next time. Whoa. Hey, it's Tony's cousin, Boney D'Angelo. Boney D'Angelo. Tony sent me to deal with some guys, and those guys, uh, they were a little tougher than I thought they were going to be. So I wound up sleeping with the fishes 
and the fishes, they ate all the skin off of my face, and that's how I became Bony D'Angelo. Is this the this skin that was on your face? The, the problem with this is not only can I not see shit out of this freaking mask, but also what, what mask? there's no room for me to wear earbuds, and I can't wear the headphones. So I'm gonna take this mask off, and when I do. I'm going to be Tony D'Angelo doing an impression of Alex Pulowski. Okay, everybody, here we go. Uncanny. You look so much like Alex Pulowski. Wow. Uncanny uh, how much you look like Alex Pulowski. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I never noticed the resemblance. Ah, uh, wow. much better. Anyway, where were we? Um, we were talking about the the haunted house. Oh, the haunted house thing. Yeah, where uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes. You and, sound uh, so much like Alex Pulowski. If I didn't know better, which I do, mm -hmm. I would say you were Alex Pulowski. You should you should no, be Alex Pulowski for it's Halloween. The, it's the classical voice training. Years of classical voice training. A lot of mobsters go through that so that they can disguise their voices. Right, because you the don't police. want right. Listen. Um, when you're on a wire, you don't want the feds to be able to tell it's you. Right. So if course. I'm in there and I'm talking like this, they go, that's Tony D'Angelo. But if I'm talking like this, they go, I don't know who that is. Who that's is not that Tony D'Angelo. Of course. So, like, so. I don't know who it is. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's happening? Okay. Um, so, uh, I, I honestly thought that this haunted house thing was harmless. And in, at times it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, I I love the continuity from Halloween Havoc to Halloween Havoc. Um, simply because I don't ever foresee Dexter Loomis going up to the main roster. Yeah. <laughs> because really, what the hell would they do with him? I love the idea of this just being um Dexter Loomis's thing. He does every every year with a new feud because it because it works. Uh the only thing I thought was really funny is that as they went through the haunted house, and we'll talk about both sections of it here, the, the beginning and the, sec and the second part, is it became progressively more obvious um, that uh, they just went, they took a camera crew to like the fourth most popular haunted house in the Orlando area <laughs> and just, just just walked through that. You know what I mean? Like, like hey, we were, we were voted third most popular back in 2016. Uh, eventually we're going to get that bronze medal again. Uh, but it was obviously like, you know, uh, community theater actors with makeup on and, and masks and stuff being scary. I thought it was all fine and everything. But the, the best part about it was how obviously scared Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams were. Oh, it was it was great. Again, getting nervous that they're showing Vince they're funny because you can never recover from being funny. But I, I thought this was really fun. I I think. And the second one, the witch, is the actress that played Marla Hooch in A League of Their Own. I'm convinced. I was like, that looks exactly like her. What a hitter. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I uh, th this was fun and it was it filled in the Halloween Havoc stuff. Like it because at, at times they do so well with the sets of like uh in your house and stuff. Some this didn't feel Halloween havocy to me. Um, so I there were parts of it that were a little disappointing in that way. Like it didn't feel like a super spooky set. 
Um, but th this was nice because it, it kind of reminded you that you were there for the spooky aspect. So that was really fun. And <laughs> I, I love, love Gargano and, and Dexter too. Gargano and Dexter fun. are really great together. Um, uh, I, I, <laughs> I love Gargano being, don't worry, I home alone the shit out of this house. <laughs> And, Fantastic. and I was, I really wanted there to be booby traps, but there weren't any. I was just, there were just scary people. I wanted I to be know. like, you know, stepping on like, you know, um, uh, I don't know, Halloween ornaments or something. I don't know what you could do. A, a paint can be flying down, but the, the paint can is wearing a Halloween mask. I don't know. Something like that. But And then there are the sticky bandits. Yes. That would be so fun. And I liked, I liked Gargano. He's been doing this really well with Dexter Loomis. I feel like. This time he was like, he said something like, "Weird crit man." Uh, next next year we'll do it at my place. Like he still attaches himself. He he no sells the right part of it. Like yeah. it, he does an incredible job of striking this balance of like, "But you're my son in law" or something. Like he's really really good at that, which is so important yeah. because you have to. He has to pull it back into what his world is, where we yeah. just get to enjoy Dexter Loomis having an axe all the time I, or whatever. I, I, like, I just love the idea of this is at, at its core, this is a man uh, trying to form a relationship with his son-in-law. Yes, that's yeah. what this is. I, I expect him to say, "Hey, don't forget barbecue this weekend at the house." You know, make sure it makes sure Indy brings her potato salad. You know, whatever it is, like something that could be fun and just very, very, you know nonchalant and, and blase or whatever but uh yeah I, he's I, killing I it with that I, I love that so much i i did appreciate um as as cyclops <laughs> as better wolverine says why was mellow and trick dressed as the r&b group jodeci um uh yeah they 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 came ready to fight if it was 1995 like yes. they had they had the tupac front front thing tied up in the front and uh and i i was it flak vests i don't know if they expected the ghosts to have guns but that's fine it was all it was all well and good. Uh, I I appreciated a lot of this. This like, oh hey, there's a little there's, a, there's Johnny Gargano over there. No, it's a dead child. Like I thought that was that was funny. No, uh, the, it's not the, him. Yeah, <laughs> that was super fun. Because uh, yeah. your handle is Cyclops is better than Wolverine. I'll just do this. There you go. There you go. That was good. Thank you. Um, oh, okay, here we go. So um, uh, I did everybody like the gold chain? It's 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 fake gold. I want to uh, make sure it looks. Hey, Faye, bro, why are you telling them it's fake? Listen, it's all. Listen, listen. This, this. No, Tony D'Angelo's chain is fake. But when Tony D'Angelo pretends to be Alex Pulowski, the chain is fake. But Tony D'Angelo's chain is real. Do you understand? I There's understand. lots of levels to this thing. Levels on top of levels. Okay. I understand. It's like, it's like an inception <laughs> of a Halloween costume. All right. Um. I, yeah, I thought this was this was fine. They get the North American title back. Uh, they run away like like all all it was was just to have um just to have uh, them get get scared and run away. Yeah, that was fun. And that's fine. And I liked um, the Chase University tie, and I don't like that gimmick, but I I loved I, I loved I, the I, I, I'm here on a field trip with my students. I can't find any of them, uh, and like I think I found one of he's dead. And I was like. No, Chase doesn't run a third grade. He runs a university. That was a much smaller child than any of the students he teaches. But okay, it's fine. We're we're not gonna. Well, if they're dead. Yeah, they're... it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Um. So they, I thought they, I thought they did a, a meaningless swerve on us. 
Um, Sorry. Gotta get, the ba- I, gotta get the bangs right. I'm doing a Kate impression now. Because <laughs> I could barely hear you. I have the same headphone issue. There you go. Um, now uh, the bangs are all screwed up. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Um, Grayson Waller is out. Grayson Waller is out there. He's hosting um, the show, but he lost the match to LA Knight last week. And at the beginning of the show, I was like, oh no, did LA Knight get, get COVID? Like, because honestly, like that was the thing it was like, like, oh, I don't know where he is, which is usually like code for he wasn't cleared to compete, which in this case is usually code for he's got a condition we don't want to talk about. And I'm listen. I'm 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 glad that's not the case because eventually he came out later. But this was a weird. I thought it was a weird thing to swerve us on, and I guess it was all just to get both of them on the show. But like, I I really don't mind if neither of them are on the show. (laughs) It didn't. It didn't need to have. Yeah, it was weird. It just. um, I'm nervous. We're gonna get a feud because of it. Oh, we're totally getting a feud because of it. I just don't get why we had like Grice and Walla and Chucky and LA Knight and a kid fan spin the wheel. It, it just was too many hosts and none of them were hosting and nobody was doing anything particularly Halloween-y. Mm-hmm. Like they should have, you know what they should have done? They should have had Dominic Mysterio come back down and host NXT for one night. I'm brilliant. God, I'm good at this. You really are. It's um, hard being this great at this. It is it's <laughs> really hard. Um, I, I, yeah, it was weird. Um, and then, then we have we go back to the Halloween party. There's a Halloween party backstage, and that's how you get everybody else on the show who's not on the show, including um, the harem that is backstage these days. Just. They're they're what? just I don't know. Are they hi are, hot girls who I, think they're I'm in a, a sorority house but are backstage at a wrestling show? Hang assu- out here. I'm assuming that or the Orlando area is full of Instagram models who will happily take a hundred bucks to like look hot on TV. Like well, that's all um, women do in NXT now. Yeah. Um, they're hot. Yeah, or they almost die in ladder spots. There's not really a lot of in between. Yeah, no, that yeah. So, so anyway, (laughs) they're backstage, and uh, this is where we our only time that we get um, uh, a a, a glance at Tony D'Angelo. Um, uh, uh, so uh, the um, they're kayfabe full full sale students. Says says uh, Luis Polito. <laughs> TNA uh, for life says tonight was cool and all, but not enough Tony D. Uh, yeah, we got Tony D backstage, um, and you know he talks to Grayson Waller for a little bit, and then later we see him talking to Lash Legend, and Lash Legend says you could be on my show next week. So I am now fully expecting Tony D'Angelo to be on Lash Legend's show next week. Okay, because I don't I don't want to. I don't want to there's none of this swerving him off the show again. He's got to be on the show. We need more Tony D. C- can he wrestle and also be on the show? Can he wrestle two matches and be on the show? Can he cut an in-ring promo, wrestle two matches and also be on the show? More Tony D. Well, here's the thing about not having enough Tony D'Angelo on the show. There's never going to be enough Tony D'Angelo on the show unless it's the whole 
episode. Here's what I am in for. Uh, I'm in for him continually putting people in the trunk for not getting on Lash Legend yes. show. If he just keeps putting people that are preventing him from getting on Lash Legend show in the trunk until it gets to her and she has to let him on there, I'm all I'm I'm a hundred percent in for that. That would I, I, be a blast. I also wanted to, to to keep to just in kayfabe keep driving larger vehicles with bigger trunks because he has to fit all of them in there. Ooh, until like he's stacking like up like a Hummer. Hummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a stretch good. Hummer thing. Um, as far as the uh, the harem backstage, Jerry W. Pringle says they're hot or have brown hair or both. Sometimes we're not really sure. Uh, but yeah, agreed. Um. So well, people uh, with brown hair can be on dating apps, as we learned. People yeah, no, with all hair colors. Agreed. Uh, James Bowers says, uh, to quote Brian and Vinny, this talk show segment was no buys. Is this worse than the deepest pits of TNA? Um, I honestly thought the, the stuff in the in, in, in most of the stuff that happened in the in the Halloween party was whatever. Like it wasn't like nothing, nothing stupid happened. I did appreciate that. The most boring wrestler to have ever lived, Von Wagner, was just wearing regular clothes. And like, who are you supposed to be? Brad Pitt. Don't you see the resemblance? And then, I don't know who Kyle Riley was supposed to be, but he was wearing a, a fake, the really, really terrible fake mustache. Um, I did appreciate that Cameron Grimes was wearing an astronaut costume, and he was going to go to the moon. Um, but like, well, I mean, it's, it was like, honestly, it couldn't. Well, here's the thing. Save some of the best matches of all time. Yes. Halloween Havoc is, has mostly been stupid. Like it's not, it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's mostly cheesy. It's mostly corny. I think you called it out last time. Like nobody even knew what a coal miners glove match was when they spun the wheel and landed on it. Like nobody had idea. Like Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Is it? Did they electrocute someone and they didn't die, but yeah. they died? Like Halloween Havoc is has always been campy as hell. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have a little bit more forgiveness with stuff like this, like right. the produced segments with the haunted house for that, because that's, that's kind of in the spirit of it. Now, some of the greatest matches ever, of course, but like, it's always been a little bit cheesy. Yeah. Agreed. Um, speaking of more, <clears throat> more Tony D'Angelo, Sean Blanford says that, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Well, hold on a second. Uh, Tony D'Angelo should go wire to wire in a number one contender's gauntlet match. Book it, you cowards! Yes, he, he should. He should do the gauntlet match, the sixty-minute thing. That'd be great. Um, wire to wire. Wire. Wearing a wire. You wearing a wire to wire? Are you wearing a wire? Are you wearing a wire to two the two of you together? Are you wearing a wire to wire? Um. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Uh, Knocked Bogan says, I am starting from the beginning and after the costume reveal, thank you for being a constant highlight of my Tuesday third shift. Keep cool, Gabagool. Uh, we will always keep cool, Gabagool, and also with you. Uh, thank you, Knocked Bogan. And with your spirit. And with your, <laughs> with your spirit. Um, uh, <clears throat> so, oh, hold on. I'm missing it. Um, uh, Jay Shell Nicole says, uh, guys, Denise is doing uh, Steiner math right now. Yeah. I already did the Steiner math last week. 
I guarantee you, it's better than Denise doing it. Because it's Tony D'Angelo doing it. Tony D'Angelo doing Steiner math is better than Denise Salcedo doing Steiner math. I Look. think Tony D'Angelo is feuding with Denise Salcedo. Okay, first of all, sign me up for that anytime. <laughs> Jishel, you're applying to college. You're going to learn, like, okay, you have, like, your gen ed courses, right? Steiner right. math right. is is one of those gen ed courses that you will have to pay thousands of dollars in credits for. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Money Mark says he thought that Mellow and Trick were crime time. Uh, maybe. I don't, I mean, like, if they were going to, if they were going to do crime time, you could easily dress like JTG. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Shad, they did not dress as them. So maybe, maybe they were trying to be, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, there's another thing that happened, uh, during the, um, the backstage thing. Um, uh, I guess Cameron Grimes is losing all his money next week to Duke Hudson. Ugh. Um, uh, no, uh, uh, it's not ugh. Uh, I, I I like I really like Duke Hudson, and I'm I'm if they're not going to push push Cameron Grimes to the moon, and they're not, um, then I, I I want him to do something with Duke Hudson more more Duke Hudson, more Duke Hudson being being good and not Duke Hudson being one note thing. Like if we if we can get him actually wrestling real matches, that's good. He was dressed as Hugh Hefner tonight, which you know, all right. But yeah, I, I, my, I want more of my new faves on the show and not more of my new faves being passed over for my new unfaves, if that makes Your sense. Unfaves? My unfaves. Uh, I don't like it because it's that Cameron Grimes loses all of his money to do cuts in in a poker game. That just feels very sad, happy Corbin to me. That just feels so redundant from something that was like not long enough ago that you can even get away with it. So I don't like that. I do like the idea of a Cameron Grimes, Duke Hudson feud, or even a pairing where Cameron Grimes is naive and goofy and Duke Hudson is like a little smarter and more savvy. That could be very fun. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, So, oh, we get um, Robert Stone dressed as Elvis picking a fight with Zion Quinn, who's, only character is that he beats people up, and then he got um, choke slammed through a table. There you go. We also didn't talk about the fact that apparently Asian people don't know what Halloween is, but are at a Halloween oh, party. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Because because they don't. They. I mean, listen. He 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 brought up some good points. You just let children roam the neighborhood and strangers give them candy. <laughs> That's that's insane. If you if you didn't know, I mean, I I'm not saying that no Japanese people know what Halloween is. I'm saying it's plausible that Ikmenjiro doesn't know what it is. And if he doesn't know what it is, and somebody tells him what it is, he's like, that is a terrible idea. I think that's that's also plausible. I do appreciate that because it kind of is insane when you think about it in those terms, but. It's just more that they were at a Halloween party and didn't know what Halloween was. Like if I, but they also weren't at the time. They weren't dressed up. Okay, but but like I'm sure there's a memo board with Halloween party on it. If I invited you to a birthday party and you were like, "What's a birthday?" Surely you'd Google it at some point. Now, maybe, maybe, now listen, I'm not not to defend anybody who's in charge of creative 
on the show. But maybe the point is that they're Japanese and don't read English? Uh, and and therefore, they missed the thing on the board, and they were like, hey guys, where are you going? You coming to the party? And they don't say Halloween party. So they're like, yes, party. We love parties. We come into the party. This is insane. What's happening? I don't understand any of this. But I did appreciate it later. Um, Kushida's like, I have an idea. And the idea was they were going to dress up as the Creed Brothers. Because they came out dressed as the Creed Brothers for the Lumberjack match, which we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> um, we get... Also, um, I'm so sorry. I can't let it go. <laughs> this is not Kushida's first Halloween. No, of course not. Of course it's of course it's not. None of this <laughs> makes any sense, Kate. If you think about it too hard, your brain will break. It will break and I'll turn into Gabagoo. Your 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 brain is your brain is gonna break a We could end the show there because it's not going to get better. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, everybody. Unless you super chat to spin the wheel because there's yeah, some more fun stuff on that. Hey, we got one. We got one, we got one more spin the wheel in the in the, in the in the in the can. Let's see it. Let's do it. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo uh, at customs at the airport getting questioned. Hold on. What are you talking about? This is this is a very a very uh it's an heirloom. I'm bringing it back from Sicily. It's it's my it's my dear old great 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 grandmother's set of butcher knives. And listen, it's totally fine. It's a family heirloom. I understand, but I it's okay. I declared it back in Sicily, so it's fine. And listen, don't don't please uh, don't mind all the red paint. That is all over these these knives. Uh, my great 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 grandmother, God rest her soul, she loved. She was a painter. She loved to paint, and one of the ways that she would spread the red paint on her palette, you know how she paints with the oil paints and whatnot. She would she would spread it with with uh, you know like this in such a motion. She would spread it with her butcher knives, and that's how there's red paint all over. The, so can I go, officer? Hey, listen. Uh, not for nothing, but here's a couple of hundred dollar bills. You good? Yeah, that all checks out. That all makes good? perfect sense. Thank you. All right. Go right on ahead. But you do have to stand in this line for seven hours for a rapid test. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please leave us a thumbs up. There are, there are lots of you who are sitting here watching us talk about nothing, really. Uh, well, better give us a thumbs up because you can't do this on the videos. You got to do this. <laughs> you can't do this on the videos yet. We We got to figure out a way. For them to leave a this thing, this this thing, this. and then if they could, you know. Um. Look, I didn't want to tip anyone off, but there is a gabagool dance break on the wheel. So you just you gotta keep super chatting until she spins it to hit the dance break. It's all random, not like not like tonight on NXT where they deliberately stop the wheel before the most obvious. And boring matches on the wheel. No, you got to keep hitting the super chats until you get the dance break. And this is a shoe. Alex had no idea I did this. Um, so it's just real fun for me. And uh, it might have been for a bachelorette party that got canceled. So now it became a prop. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, all right. All right. Um, I, I, I'm going to do one of these now. Well, Ryan Sullivan says spin the wheel. Here we okay. go. Spin the wheel. You already did the Hard Times promo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Gobble to go. Dance break. It really did land on that. I'm so excited. Good. Gabagool that was break. a shoot. It really landed on that. I'm so happy. Fantastic. Well, now actually, and if you guys are like, oh, she rigged that because she just said it. No way. I would keep trying to get your money and I would save that till <laughs> yes, the end if I was you trying would. to rig it. All right. Somebody sent in a super chat, a request for um for Tony uh Tony D'Angelo to uh Cliff Beard sent in a super chat for Tony D'Angelo to sing this is Halloween from the Nightmare Before Christmas movie. All right, here we go. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see this our town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkin scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or teeth till the neighbors die of fright. It's our town, everybody scream in this town of Halloween. There you go. Thank you. Appreciate that. Send in more super chats so I can make a yeah. fool of myself. By the way, if you weren't dancing at home during the the Gabagool dance break, shame on you. <laughs> um, uh, we got we got one in here from uh, from uh, Mark uh, Mark Losper, uh, who says uh, while uh, while folks are giving life updates, I did actually quit my job last week. New one starts in four weeks. I would like Tony to acknowledge me. <clears throat> Mark Losper, that's there you go. Never let them give you any shit. If they give you shit, you'll give it to them right back. If they say jump, you don't say how high. You say, they say jump. You say, why don't you jump right up my ass? You son of a bitch. You take this job and shove it. That's right. That's what you do. You don't let them give you any guff. That's right. You say, I quit. And then you go out and you get a better job. And then you stick it right to them. And you call in. From your next job, and you say, Hey, and then you give, uh, Is the name of your old boss? Is the name of your boss there? Hey, I just wanted to call you, let you know you can suck it. And then you hang up. And I like that you said, Acknowledge me, because if there's anybody that knows about bloodlines, it's this guy. Uh Yeah. So, um, so now we got uh, God bless uh, Malcolm Biven, who comes. He, he used to come out and and cut a promo, say we're having uh, a, basically a pick your poison open challenge. You can come out and you can get your not your ass knocked out by Ivy Nile, or you can face uh, the two uh, lumbering sacks of flour, uh, the Creed brothers, or uh, you can face Roderick Strong. And we go to commercial, we come back, and it's Odyssey Jones. Now, Odyssey Jones faced Roderick Strong on a recent episode of 205 Live. I don't know if he won or lost. I'm assuming he lost. As Malcolm Bivens says, he says, listen, 
I mean this with all due disrespect. There's no way your big ass is under 205 pounds. And Nancy Jones says, I don't care. Um, so, so, so that's, so that's what we're doing, uh, there. Uh, we're going to have a match between a rematch from 205 Live of Odyssey Jones versus Roderick Strong. And this match was what it was supposed to be. It's a, a, a consummate technical wrestler in Roderick Strong, um, just being smarter, whatever, more experienced than a giant behemoth of a man, Odyssey Jones, who, whenever he gets a hold of Roderick Strong, can toss him all over the ring at will. And eventually, there's too much interference and distractions by by the rest of the diamond mine. And I love the finish, which is just uh, Roderick Strong doing a jumping knee and Odyssey Jones going, okay, that's enough of that. Just right down on his face. And then Roderick Strong having to muscle the dude over Mm -hmm. to get the pin. I thought that was really, it was like a really clever way to end it. This is how good Malcolm Bivens is at his job. I like Diamond Mine. <laughs> like, genuinely, I really like Diamond Mine. Mm-hmm. If you told me six weeks ago, I would have liked Diamond Mine. I would have said, no, Kate, six weeks from the future? Of course not. You're not going to like Diamond Mine. I really like them. This has really grown mm-hmm. on me. It's nice to have a stable that their manager points out that they keep winning all the time, which is wonderful. I like this like subtle, they're walking while Malcolm Bivens is talking thing. I'm a West Wing mm-hmm. mark. Maybe it has to do with that because it's a walk and talk. It's a walk um, and talk. But he's he's just great. And I when he said your big ass isn't 205 pounds, I popped so hard. Really, really like that. Did not love co- commentary is killing me a couple times this episode again. Um Wade Barrett, who normally I feel like is really good with stuff like this, said something about that Malcolm Bivens is a genius and he would never let his client get in a situation that he couldn't handle. Now, that was justified by the interference from the rest of Diamond Mine, Mm -hmm. but that came so soon after him being like, yes, not 205 pounds. I'm like, wait, but Malcolm Bivens just tried to get him out of that situation, which to me as the viewer says uh-oh, this guy's in trouble and Malcolm Bivens couldn't get him out of that. So I just didn't like that commentary kind of kept going back to that, that like, oh, Malcolm Bivens has a plan because he kind of just said, no, I don't. Like this guy shouldn't be facing him was the plan in, in my estimation. But that's picking nets. Um, I, I really liked this. I, th- I thought it was good. I'm really starting. Roger Strong is obviously great and has been for a really long time, but I'm, I'm really starting to come around. I really like Ivy Nile and... I think the loaves of bread, as you call them, have a ways to go as far as any sort of character development, but they're really, really good like in the, them in the ring. ring. Yeah, really like them in so, the ring. so this Especially is... the tall uh, one. Uh, that one's, is that one Julius? Whatever one the tall one Fred. is. Uh, if, no, Fred's hasn't arrived yet. Fred's their he, brother, my bad. He, he's, he's still nursing double soldiers. Shoulder surgery. Julius That's season. hard to say. Double, double shoulder, shoulder surgery, surgery is really hard to say. Oh my gosh, uh, put it on the wheel. <laughs> Double soldier surgery. Hey. <laughs> um uh but Double. yeah, uh, listen. Um I I I think this the, the Diamond Mine has the potential to be really great. Yeah. 
and I'm, a, I'm a, excited, a, genuinely, which is a nice. Lot, a lot of acts on NXT 2.0 have the potential. Were they to be uh, handled with with the right amount of care, and and let's 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 figure out how we're going to bring them along slowly. Let's figure out somebody who can actually, you know, um, uh, teach them how to avoid showing off all their all their the holes in their game and book to show off their strengths and stuff. Great. I just don't trust the people in charge of NXT 2.0 sure. to do that with all these acts. And that's, that's a problem. You know what I mean? My hope with that is I feel like we might've already gotten over that hump a little bit because I feel like I felt like since the beginning, other than Ivy Nile, there's no way that it makes sense that Malcolm Bivens chooses these mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes no sense. And yeah. he's made that work. So I'm hoping maybe we've gotten over the hump on that. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, and a justified concern, certainly. Sure. Yeah. Um, the Nerguru says, I'm a fan of Odyssey Jones, but I'm honestly just waiting for Vince to take him. Suck out all his cool and partner him with Keith Lee. Nobody wants that. What what animal would they name Odyssey Jones after? Bearcat Lee and um They'd just be the bear kittens for sure. The... <laughs> that's it. They're a tag team that's the bear kittens. That's it. Or he'd be uh... he'd be a lion, because you have a bear and a cat, which is already a bear and a tiger. So it'd be lions, bears, tigers. Oh my. Oh. But they're the bear kittens, un- undoubtedly. Um. It's alarming that I thought of it that fast, because usually that means it's in the realm of something they would do. I disagree. I think they're going to call them lion dog. It's going to be bear cat and lion dog. <laughs> That's what they're going to be. Bear, cat, and lion dog. That's right. Lion dog. They really would name someone that. <laughs> they really would. No, no, Sometimes. no. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be because oh. lion dog. Honestly, I don't like. I like tiger dog. Bear, cat, and tiger dog. This is what happens. And Joel, one of our moderators, God bless him. The things that Joel is right about when mm-hmm. he's predicting stuff is the worst mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. and it makes me like hate him but i know it's not his fault he's just accurate at how bad wwe is but it's just another reason not to like joel really yeah there you <laughs> go um so we got um an, an imperium um an imperium and promo yeah an impromium it's a weird thing that they did now like where where they have marcel bartel speak in german and Fabian Arkner speak in, Ita- in, in Italian. I, I almost said Italian because that's actually how uh, Tony D'Angelo says it. But then I had to remember that actually I'm doing an impression of Alex Pulowski who would say Italian. So uh, sorry about that. So of they course. have him speak Italian and, and, and German. Um, and I don't know if they can speak each other's language. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I know Fabian Arkner can speak German, but I don't know if Marcel Bartel can speak Italian. So um, I'm, I wonder if Marcel Bartel does his half of the promo in German. And then right next to him, Fabian Eichner just starts saying words that Marcel Bartel can't understand, which I just think is hilarious that Marcel Bartel gets to stand there looking very serious and very German as his shorter, bald uh, tag team partner just goes, like, I don't, like, I don't know what exactly 
he's hearing as he's we we get the subtitles, but I have if no idea if Marcel Bartel truth. I don't want to know that. <laughs> that has to be the truth. I, I need no it. Yeah, if he just hears gibberish or what? I that had I need that to be true. Nobody find out otherwise. If you find out that that's the truth, confirm the truth. But if you find out that's not the truth, don't tell me because I never want to know. Yeah. Remember League of Nations and how it was supposed to be what Imperium actually is? Yes. Yeah. They're doing a lot better job with this. And I also love this, uh, like, Walter isn't here, but he's here thing because yeah. he's so menacing. He's, all wa- he's that, always watching. Yeah. yeah, he's always watching. And he's he's not only a big dude physically, but he has that presence about him. He has yeah. this larger than life presence that I normally I hate angles like that because I'm like well why the hell aren't you here <laughs> but with this it just it just works it just works for me I, I really appreciate what they're they're doing and what happened later tonight which we can talk about then um I'm wondering uh I don't know Let's see here um who they're they are now a two-time tag team champion. Two-time we'll talk, tag team champion. We'll talk we'll talk about that later, but I don't know. I don't know how many other tag teams have ever been two-time champs. And that's interesting to me. Um, because I, I, I firmly believe, spoiler alert, they, they win the match later. Um, I firmly believe that they are a, a transitional champion to whom we'll we'll find out. But uh, it's kind of weird. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll make them a two-time tag champ and not mention it. Like, it's a big deal to me. But I, yeah, I think maybe it is the Undisputed Era. Maybe they, may, I know they did at one point. Undisputed Era. Did Breezango do it? No, they were, they were only tag team champ one. Once. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. A good trivia question. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to find that out. Anyway, anyway. Jumping the gun a little bit. I just I just thought of that. Anyway, so now we get Mandy Rose coming out, being sexy. She's wearing some kind of, I don't know, is it a costume or is it just gear? I don't know. She's sexy. Look she was sexy wearing it last is. week, right? I think. This It's a, like a weird little peacock deal, whatever. She's oh, thick. right, right, yeah. Anyway, so then we go to commercial. We come back and Raquel Gonzalez drives up on a motorcycle. She drives like they want us to believe. That she drove up, she drove up from down the street and then into the building, and then just drove into the building, and then kept going to the to the to the ring. But when they, they cut also, from the like she's Miss America on commentary, yeah. we're like, when she's not kicking ass in the ring, she loves to kick ass on her motorcycle. Yeah. Like I was expecting her to come out in an evening gown and give an answer about world peace later in the show. Like, what basic ass dating profile bullshit commentary mm-hmm. was i hated that <laughs> that is so lame she's a badass so she has a harley like get out of town and take a bus i hated that hated yeah. that on commentary um Barf. yeah uh i <laughs> i i agree um <laughs> but i love that they showed her driving up and the idea was that we were supposed to believe that she had driven straight into the building of course but did. when they but when they cut to the live shot it's just her waiting on top of the motorcycle around the corner, and you can totally see her there. Then she starts to go. <laughs> so she drove a motorcycle, and I was like, she's well, losing this match. Like, But there's... if you didn't think before that she was losing the match, when she got to drive up on a motorcycle, I was like, she's losing this match. What you didn't see was there's a stoplight backstage. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
She had to jump to a full stop at the stop sign. There's a four. Ivy Nile was crossing the road. Yeah, that's right. She's in the crosswalk. <laughs> I, it was it was Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo was in the crosswalk. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Uh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. So they 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 spin the wheel, and um. They and what? It, they they spun a wheel. They did. They spun a wheel. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. By chance. Uh, we did. have we we have one more super chat for spin the wheel. Well, since you said it, Tony D'Angelo sings a TV theme of your choice. Okay. Thank you. Um, uh, I'm gonna need a second to to figure out what I'm going to do. Here we go. Uh, but Jay Shell Nicole asked me to ask you to spin the wheel, so that um, so that Tony D'Angelo might sing a TV theme of Tony D'Angelo's choice. And in honor of my great grandmother Sophia, I'm gonna sing this. <clears throat> Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, ooh, 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 you would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Uh, If you threw a party... (laughs) And it was a Halloween party, and you were from a different country. I would tell you what a Halloween party was. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so nice of you. You're welcome. I appreciate I'm it. Being That's a friend. Very, very good. Thank you. Um. So they spin the wheel, and it lands on Chucky's choice. And the whole time I'm watching this episode, and I go, I get they're doing a crossover with Chucky. It's cool. Chucky has a history with wrestling. Also, they're they're right after the episode of NXT is a new episode of the Chucky series. They're doing a cross promotion with another show on the same network. I get it. And I was willing to excuse all of the narrated video packages by Chucky. But when they landed on Chucky and they said Chucky's choice and they went to Chucky, it implied that the doll was sitting there on a live satellite feed and goes, oh, is it my choice? Well, then I choose a trick or street fight. And when they said trick or street fight, my heart sank. Because I don't know if you remember this, Kate, 
But every year, they're going to do one on Friday. I swear to God, of course they're going to do one on Friday. Every SmackDown close to Halloween, they do a trick-or-street fight, which is just a street fight, except around the ring are a bunch of tables with, like, candy on it and mm -hmm. pumpkins. And at some point, somebody wears a pumpkin for a hat. And that's it has to happen. It's It's in the contract. It must be done. And I thought, oh, my God, they're going to make Raquel Gonzalez wear a pumpkin for a hat. That she's gonna lose, she's gonna get pinned wearing a pumpkin for a hat. hat. And I thought, I, 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 I believed they were really gonna do it. Thank God it was just a street fight with weapons and stuff and tables or whatever. They didn't, they didn't actually do Halloween stuff. So I don't know why it was a trick or street fight. Could have been a street fight. Why, like, and also Chucky's choice. Like, we're, we're having the doll pick the, pick the matches now. And, and Chucky. Chucky, you're a murderous, devil-possessed doll. You have everything on that wheel. Anything in that your crazy doll-possessed mind can come up with. And you come up with Trick or Street Fight. Not, not Buried Alive match, not Inferno match, not Sleep with the Fishes match. Not you gotta stab your opponent in the face to win. But all you got is just a Trick or Street Fight. Okay, fine. I'm so confused about Chucky being there via satellite because Malcolm Bivens posted a picture earlier of him with the Chucky doll. So I'm like, so the Chucky doll was there. He was backstage, but they had to like cut to him. Like, so he would, he was there live. They didn't I do just, all the stuff in a pre Yeah, I wish they didn't do the LA Knight, Grayson Waller stuff and just had oh, Chucky so host. It would have been so much better. Yeah, it would have been way better. Yeah. Man. And here's the thing. They've got a lot of out of work puppeteers that work for uh, w for WWE since they since they fired Bray Wyatt. There's a whole bunch of people who have experience operating puppets and are just sitting there on unemployment. And I'm pretty sure any one of them would have loved to have been, gotten the call. Said we'd like you to come to NXT and stick your hand up a doll's butt. There you and go. I loved it. Would have been great. Anyway, um, this match was fine. Like Raquel got to do some some big power stuff and um and and then just when it when it looked like she was going to win, a mysterious figure wearing a hood carrying a shovel. I've never seen a shovel like I've I've seen a lot of people get hit with a chair and that cost them the match. I've never seen a dude get, a, a woman, anybody, get hit with a shovel to cost them the match. That was new and interesting. And then she got hit in the face with a with with a, with a with a running knee and pinned and lost. And they took a really long time addressing the fact that there was a shrouded figure who hit Raquel Gonzalez with a shovel I, I before they actually was... talked to talked about it. Like, didn't did none of you people see it? Because that that's weird that you didn't mention it until I... they cut to her in the ring. I thought that was just me. Uh, that. So here's a few things that I did like. One, I like that we're getting a long-term story coming back <laughs> to uh -huh. be told in the women's division. That actually makes me happy because I think that's going to be a wonderful feud. Mm -hmm. I also appreciate it since I've complained about commentary tonight. I'll put this over. Wade Barrett immediately said, I don't even think Toxic Attraction can make it down to the ring because that mm -hmm. opening ladder match was so brutal. Thank goodness he said that because yeah. if Dakota Kai comes out in her shroud 
and <laughs> no and toxic attraction her stable mates are just nowhere to be found that looks really stupid so that was an excellent justification by wade barrett um this was good mandy is very attractive and pretty good in the ring like it would be so nice if they told the story of i'm hot and i'm good at this or anything else um but there you go so now you have heel mandy holding the title you have the shot with toxic attraction at the top of the ramp because they were able to hobble out for that uh, Mm -hmm. of all of them holding their titles and so you have even though i don't like the characters we do have a long-term women's feud as a b story and we do have a cocky heel stable that is now able to back up what they say so as far as like the structure of how that works in wrestling that's good (laughs) that is good i can't argue with that that is sound logical wrestling stuff so i i give credit to that even though i don't like the way that it has kind of unfolded story-wise that that's good news um who faces Mandy, to me, it feels like Frankie Monet should be next. I don't know if that requires like a hard face turn or what, but like, like it seems like there's something there. The whole thing is that Mandy and the and Toxic Attraction are are bullies. That's their that's their thing. They're not they're not just. Um, I mean, I could see Zoe Stark getting a, a title shot. Um, if if EO is well, you want to sell EO being being destroyed in that thing, but Zoe Stark is able to by the way, Zoe Stark tried to do a Phoenix splash in that tag match and I ended up like just landing on her feet. And I was like, Oh, that can't be good for any of your joints. That Ooh. was bad. Um, but if she's okay, I could see her getting a title shot. And and the whole point of it being is like is that whenever you'd have a title match, you're not gonna get to the title match at 100 percent because you're gonna get jumped. Mm. By her, by her friends on your way down there. That's just what's going to happen. And the way that you build heels like that is by giving them opponents with genuine uh, that we genuinely like and want to see win the title. Um, so Frankie Monet, who's been kind of a jerk to everybody, doesn't fit that bill. Like, do I would I rather would I rather see Frankie Monet be the champion other than Mandy Rose? Absolutely. I love Taya Valkyrie. I, I think she's been really shortchanged since she's been in WWE. Um, but am I supposed to really like her and want her to win? No. They want me to hate her because that's how they're they're portraying her. So her versus Mandy Rose is kind of a weird deal. And they don't have a lot of, you know, true blue. Like, I really, like, they're not going to hotshot Cora Jade into a program with a champion, are they? Who am I kidding? Of course they are. Yeah, she's little. She's cute. Um, the the I'm sure that uh, Gigi and JJ are gonna beat up her boyfriend. Like it's like it's it's gonna be fun to watch and and I'm sure whatever. But it's just you like know, I think heels are only as strong as their babyface challengers. Heel champions, like if you don't have babyface challengers that we really like, that we really believe in, and could win the title. Then they just stand out there being being bullies, and we're like, oh, okay, fine. You know what could be cool? They won't do it. But what could be cool would be if if they tried to adopt Ember Moon. 
You know what I mean? Like if they were like, we were misfits. Like Gigi Dolan going up to her being like, we were misfits. But now we're, we're a group of, of misfits. And you're kind of a little weirdo werewolf. You should be like us. And Ember Moon's like, no. Because <laughs> she's someone you would want to see win the title. Who I think could could make things work with Mandy pretty well. That could be a kind of cool thing where they, like, you could even do that with Cora Jade down the line, this thing of, like, she's, like, this little cute weirdo skateboarder, kind of, right? Like, skateboarders are always misfits because they're skateboarders in WWE. So, like, hey, come join our group of misfits. And people just say no. And then they get continually more pissed off that nobody wants to be their friend because they're cool. Um, that, That could be a good place for them to go as a stable when you have both the tag titles and the women's title wrapped up in the same thing. Cause you could tell the same story through both of those things, mm-hmm. but Ember would be the, the right call out of the gate, I think, because even in 2.0, it's like, she's, you already, you're already rooting for her to your point. So that could be really cool. Frankie. I just feel like the collision of egos. Like I think about that in AEW, right? Like Brit's a heel and Jade's a heel, but their collision of egos could be really fun. Right. Uh, there are different saw, kinds of heels. Yeah. And they and, don't they don't usually create different kinds of anything in WWE. You're you're a heel or you're a baby face. You can only be an underdog, you can only be a bully. Those are the only two that they have. They don't figure out how to do things differently than that. And that's uh, unfortunate. Or you can be a tweener, and then you can be a badass, but we're we like watching you beat up people, but maybe we're not supposed to. We feel guilty about it, that kind of thing. Well, good news is then Frankie Monet is going to turn face because her booking has been dog shit, and that's the only way they build up faces. So. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Um, Tim Gordon says <laughs> the NXT Women's Championship prestige has fallen down hard from EO to Raquel and now to Mandy. I like them both, but neither of them were ready to be champs. Um, well, look, if you're not going to do something with Mandy when she's been there for years. Um, and I disagree about Raquel. I think that she was white hot uh, at this point last year after war games and stuff like she was she was the the thing. Uh, I don't think they've done a, lot, a really good job at, at, at giving her people to beat at, as champion um, uh, because they've also kind of they've she was definitely a heel when she became champ. Correct. And she's done a very, very slow progression to being a monster baby face like we, we root for her but she's vicious or whatever but they didn't really do anything to get her there the people that she's been facing have just gone from being baby faces to being heels and and now we like her because the alternative is that we like mandy rose and like that's that's it like it's not the same thing we we loved we loved rooting against we were like i want to like, come on eo beat her but then she destroyed EO and it was like, wow, she's really impressive. And then they they started giving her other people to face and it became like, well, I guess I don't want to see super heel. I love Dakota Kai, but like the point is that you're supposed to like root against Dakota Kai because she turned on her best friend, that kind of thing, you know, that deal. But it's it, they, they really don't know how to book people, put people in really good positions to succeed, re the booking of the different people they're facing. And one thing that's an inherent problem to NXT that they, in in my opinion, can't really do anything about, or probably could, but is a reasonable challenge, is 
they call people up kind of in waves based on your main roster programming and the time of year it is and going into rumble and these things. Raquel was kind of like in this weird spot timing wise where Rhea and your Bianca's were getting called up like this newer wave. And then you had kind of the Tony storm wave, which felt overdue. Right. So she just kind of has like, it's just, she's just been there for, for a weird time. I would love for them to invest in her instead of watch Nia Jax continue to injure people. I think she should be filling that role on the main roster. And I feel like they, I feel like they just left her down here a a little bit too long. And so some of her programming got stale and she's just been in this weird transitional phase to your point. So I, she's, I don't think the problem is with her. I think the problem is just an amalgamation of, of circumstances for sure. Here's here's where I think that they here's what I if they were to call her up tomorrow, here's what I think they do with her. She becomes Queen Zelina's heavy. And she just beats up people because Queen Zelina doesn't like them. And I think that's how they introduce her to the main roster. Uh she becomes uh this evil queen's henchwoman, and it's a one-note thing. Look how big and powerful she is. Watch her pick up Dewdrop. Oh my God! That and that's that's it. And they and then they'll they'll be shocked in six months that she's just this one note character that nobody really cares about. You know what I mean? Like the whole point of her was that we got to see her evolve. Like that feud that she had with Rhea in NXT was amazing. Oh. It was there was so many layers to it, and her like and her and Dakota coming together and becoming this really great team together. Now I am. Very excited for this Dakota and 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 Raquel feud that appears to be coming out of this, but I can't say that it's definitely going to happen because remember when Tegan Knox showed up after all those vignettes of a battery recharging, she came back, she attacked Candice, and then she was on SmackDown immediately. She never even appeared on NXT again. She had her big comeback moment at the top of the ramp. She was wearing a flannel. I remember this, wearing a flannel around her waist. She untied the flannel and threw it down. And then she chased Candice LeRae out of the arena. And then she was never heard or seen again in NXT. So who knows what they're going to do? Maybe this whole thing was just to like keep, this was a thing like we're going to protect Raquel by having her get hit with a shovel to lose the title. But then we're going to call her up immediately. And you'll never, that that won't matter that we did that. You know? What if she and... Kaylee got called up as a tag team. That could be kind of cool. They're going to have to rebuild the tag team division is what I keep going back to. And like, I think, I think Raquel could do some really great work with a tag team division. And I think her and Kaylee could be like a very fun pairing. Yeah. Um, I, I, they're gonna. Again, I mean, they're... again, I, I don't, I don't see any place for Kaylee Ray in, in NXT 2.0. I just don't. Not with, not with, not with, not with them showing us who, what kind of women they prize in this. NXT. Oh, I mean, on the main route, they. I so, know. I'm saying yeah, that they that, did a yeah. little vignette. Or Kaylee Ray is angry now. Like, if I think they have something planned for her, Same otherwise, for her. why shoot the vignette? But um, but I would love for that for like, can you imagine like Rhea and Nikki coming out and doing a little cutesy promo of like, hey, there's no other tag teams. I guess we have nobody to face. And then Kaylee Ray and Raquel show up and just just they 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 get they dispatch Rhea 
or they make her watch as they just murder poor Nikki Cross. Yeah. You know, like, oh my God, this is crazy. That could be something really interesting. And then you've got an actual ready-made feud. And not that they'd ever actually do this, but you could really play up on the, the history between Raquel yes. and, and Rhea. This is personal between these two. Kaylee Ray is using that personal animosity for Raquel for her own gains, and Nikki's just caught up in it. And that's yep. a great story to tell between four really talented women. And they're not going to do it. Of course they're not going to do it, but it could be a lot of fun. But in my <laughs> head, that was what you said about them just coming and like destroying Nikki Cross. Maybe think of when Awesome Khan slash Karma was just like the only good thing in the, in the Divas right. division. And she just came in and was like, oh, Kelly, Kelly, let me eat her for breakfast, scare the shit out of you and leave. Like that would be fun to do with if they had a bunch of baby face tag teams which they don't because they don't have any tag teams but i could see it being that where they're like yeah we just come and destroy people and leave. right but they won't um, do that so we can move on rob reed says uh mandy rose is a surrogate for everything they wanted even marie to be because she can actually wrestle um yeah i i i honestly feel like you got it you got to figure out what you have with with mandy rose you can't just keep stop starting it they didn't they they they, they had her beat um uh uh, Selena Deville, I mean, it was different circumstances. Obviously, circumstances meant, meant something at the time, but they had sure. her beat her in that in that SummerSlam match. And the next thing they did with her after that was put her in another tag team with Dana Brooke instead of Selena Deville, which and I actually liked. I kind of liked her and Dana being together. Okay, okay, that Ish one of us. enough. I mean, yeah. I, I. But here's I, the thing: in that super chat, you know what the last part of that phrase was? She can actually wrestle. Know mm -hmm. what they talk about? Yeah, yeah. How hot she is. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exclusively, you can be a hot woman. You can be proud of being a hot woman. Yeah. You can use your looks to be a bully about being a hot woman. You can yeah. also be other things. <laughs> the nerd guru says that uh, EO taking a pin from Mandy would make me vomit. Um, I mean, like, there's a lot, like, a lot of, uh, I don't, I, I, Mandy Rose is not my favorite, and she's not my choice to be champion. Um, it's, it's not even Marie. Uh, it's just not, and and EO EO is going to lose these matches because there's no place for EO on the main roster too. I I mean, here's another thing that you could easily do. I don't know if they're going to do it, but it would just like Vince to do it. If Oscar is healthy, then send EO up on the main roster and have her team with Oscar and Oscar and EO versus Nikki and Rhea could be a lot of fun too. That could be a that could be a you could just those three tag teams we're talking about Raquel and Nikki. Uh, Ra Raquel and, and Kaylee, Rhea and Nikki, and Asuka and Io. That's that's it. Those are the only three tag teams you need on the main need, roster. Yeah. And you, you could have a division with those three. Um, if yeah. that happens, uh, any tag team that Asuka's in just needs to be called Of the Sky. Because she had like the Pirate of the Sky and she would yes. have the Genius of yeah. the Sky. Uh, <laughs> the Intangible One, Cliff Beard, talking about uh, uh, street fights. Halloween, Turkey Day, and Christmas all get street fights, and someone gets smacked with food and goes through a table. It's automatically a thing. That is true. Death taxes, um, street fights at holidays. Yeah. Justin Thomas says, there were points in the first hour I was asking, who is this for? Uh, <laughs> he says, Mandy Rose sucks. Everything else was fine. Didn't need the party segments. I don't love the, the direction that, um, that the women's division is going so fast. It feels like it, it's <laughs> it's just started 
And now it's like, we are barreling down this road with, with toxic attraction. Like just, just the name of it, like signals. This is what we're, we, we want. We want all the women to kind of be either a baby face version of this or a heel version of this. It just yeah. feels, you well, know, if you're so, blonde, if you're uh, blonde, you're the face right, version. Right. So. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's a, it, as, as a woman and a wrestling fan and a, a women's wrestling fan, it, it, it breaks my heart because it was, Week after week, it was like, man, is it going to be the Impact knockouts that are the best division, or is it going to be the NXT ones? And now it's, mm. now it's this. Yep. We have a Grayson Waller and LA Knight segment. Apparently, LA Knight also dressed as a vampire. I don't know why they ha- went to the same party city to pick up the same vampire costume. That didn't seem to be like I don't understand why that's a part of the deal. Like, uh, uh, are we to assume that Grayson Waller stole? la knight's vampire costume and 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 la knight went to where he left his vampire costume and it wasn't there so he went back to party city and purchased another one why are they both why are they twinsy vampires that does not make sense in any way to me why are they both dressed as the same vampire um because they don't know what Halloween is either. Much mm. like, yep. Much like Kushida, That's... no idea what Halloween is. So they just were like, "Oh, I guess it's Vampire Day." That's good. Um, anyway, apparently, we're supposed to believe that Grayson Waller like removed L.A. Knight's catalytic converter or something. Like, I don't like. <laughs> He says, how did you know I had car trouble? Uh, uh, I don't know. So like Grace, Grayson Walla sabotaged LA Knight's car so he couldn't get here on time? All to host Halloween Havoc. All to host Halloween Havoc. And then um, Solo Sokoa shows up. I like this new blonde Uso. He seems nice. Um, <laughs> like, he's just like, I don't know. Hey, this is a kind of another thing. Like we know, we know, we know he... He's related to the family. Like it's not. It's not like you would like we like. Oh, we don't want to conjure up um, uh, like any kind of um, connection with a family that doesn't work here anymore. Like they're your biggest act on your biggest show. Like I think that you could easily like draw that connection. Well, and then it, I mean, I don't know. Next thing you know, you're going to tell me Brown Breaker is actually a Steiner. I don't know. Uh, the nerd, the nerd guru says uh, that um, it would be so awesome if uh, um, uh, if Roman sent Heyman to NXT 2.0 to be Solo's guide. Connect these things because we aren't idiots. Solo should acknowledge him. I I I honestly uh, think that um, that there's a, a a a need for for an extra something else to add to the bloodline it's gotten kind of stale and a big bruising like angry young guy that roman teaches the ropes to like could be a cool wrinkle to add to this thing because honestly after 400 and something days it's gotten kind of stale and there's something else you could do to be like to, to make sure the kid wins he directs to the Usos 
and the Usos have to cheat on his behalf, but the kid does but make sure the kid doesn't know about it or whatever. There's a cool stick because while you're doing that, because nobody believes Jeff Hardy has a chance in hell at beating Roman. So while we're doing that thing that's really boring, have a secondary story around the biggest act on your biggest show, and this could be it. I mean, uh, I guess he's probably just gonna have some squash matches or something. Uh you know. Yeah, well, you know, he also has like a 47 minute entrance. So Roman also has that going for him. This, I will say, well, WWE has been particularly bad the past 18 months to 10 years. Uh, <laughs> the This time of year, pretty much after brand supremacy season, just always gets wonky because you know nothing long-term is going to push forward because everything's going to get the reset button at Royal Rumble anyway. Like yep. that That's just part of what happens. So yeah. if there's a time it's going to get stale, it's going to be now anyway. But I do see your point. I would love for them to add uh, Naomi and into sure. the stuff that's going on with the bloodline. I think that could just immediately feel so so cool. But yeah, Blonde Uso. Well, ooh, Blonde Uso could have to go undergo some major reveal and then dye the blonde hair. Yeah. Because that makes you a champion. Yeah, it's true. It's we got true. this. We got this. Um, yeah, we know, we, we know what we're doing. Uh, so then he doesn't he, he wrecks Grayson Waller, and then he looks over at L.A. Knight, who's like, hey, what's up? And that's about it, right? And that's the whole thing? I don't think he didn't attack L.A. Knight, did he? No, that's no. it. I, I, just, I had to... Uh, let's keep letting, like, Cardi B host instead. <laughs> I just don't... Like Chucky was kind of hosting, Grayson Waller was kind of hosting, LA Knight was supposed to host, yeah. and then Blonde Uso. All, all to do, all to host what? To spin right. a rigged wheel? I don't know. Uh, um, so uh, we um, we got. I got a super chat. I'm going to read this. Uh, Josh Baker says, Alex, you're the only other mountaineer slash duck I've ever heard of besides myself. So I had to send a shout. Keep cool, Gabagool. I also have never heard of anybody who uh, attended both the University of Oregon and West Virginia University. That is a crazy uh, small world. So uh, off of the cap. Uh, I have decided that those are not mascots and you guys are both actual mountaineer ducks. You could be a tag team like the Mounties, but do you see? Do you see there? It's the summit. We should quack. be there. We should be there by midnight. Isn't that right? Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Shocker Mount, show Mount, could never. Mountaineer ducks. <laughs> oh, I popped myself so hard. I don't care about anybody else. Sorry, guys. I'm a heel. I don't care about anybody in the chat. That one was for me. <laughs> um, so we get MSK versus Imperium. Let's spend money to spin the wheel. <laughs> I don't care about you, but give me your money. I'm a heel. Um, we now have done it. Is uh, the Imperium are the third tag team to become two time NXT tag team champs? Can I guess one? Yeah, the revival. Yes. I thought about it earlier. They were the first, and the second was the Undisputed Era, and these are the third Imperium, um, which is which is which is cool. The thing was is that I think there were a lot of there were a lot of teams that that might have done it, but then they got called up so fast. Yeah, like like it, it and they were great, 
uh, and you know, just you never had the opportunity. Usually, it was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna build you to become tag champs. Then you're gonna lose the belts, and you're immediately gonna get called up. Like that was Street Profits and Viking Raiders, the War Machine at the time, or War Raiders, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And and now it's like, it's Imperium is just gonna be here for a while because I don't know that they know what the hell to do with them on the main roster. Uh, I know what they 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 I know what they did with Walter when he was in a Survivor Series match. They had him lose in like two minutes. So um, there's that. But um, this I'm was a great of, match. I'm kind of okay with them sticking around for a while. And before we start to talk about MSK, yeah. any of your Izzy comments are not funny and will not be read. So no. this is your chance. Moderators, feel free to ban anybody because you've no. been warped. Here's your disclaimer. Don't mention yeah. any children and come at them on the show. Yeah. Um, so now that that's out of the way, we can talk about this match. I'm kind of cool with Imperium sticking around. I, I still don't know how NXT UK fits into like any of this. Um, but I I don't feel like their work is done in NXT. I feel like a lot of times you oh, yeah. no. would see um like that that was kind of cool because it actually felt like title mains reigns meant something in real life in NXT when you would see them get called up but a lot of times that felt like they've exhausted what they can do in nxt and it's now time for them to go to the main roster not going to talk about how bad the handoff has been um but uh i i feel like there's still so much work that imperium can do and i feel like there's so much juice with them and walter that could that could play out here that i i don't need them to to move on and up by any means but i thought this was a good match the booking surprised me I, the irony of them finally getting cheered uh, <laughs> just to go ahead and drop the titles was something else. We talked about that a little bit before we hopped on air, you and I did, but yeah. I, I I just, I I like MSK. I don't know what to tell you. Like I've, I've been cheering for them the whole time. I also cheer for Cody Rhodes when he was a face. I didn't think anything was really going wrong there. Uh, <laughs> so, but I, I like Imperium and I think they're so different than anything else. But I agree with you and what you said earlier that they're going to be transitional. I think it's to the loaves of bread tag team, but you think it's to uh, Brooks and Dunn. I, I, I would love for it to be the Creed brothers. I think that that's a much better idea because they don't need the care. They don't need to be characters yet because they have Malcolm Bivens who yeah. can be the character for them. I would I would rather I would rather he be the 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 manager for uh, the cruiserweight champ and the tag champs and a, a, a little firecracker who's probably going to break somebody's jaw in the women's division. Like I would love for that. Um, I'm afraid it's, it's Brooks and Dunn. I'm afraid it's the, it's the bar fight boys, the yahoos, because they just, they have that stupid, like here we are. We're, we're cowboys. That's our character. It just, it, it feels like, if this was 1995, they would make Duke the Dumpster Drozzy NXT champ. Like, it just feels like we need these occupational, like, where's where's the son of Isaac Yankum? Like, what? where, where are all, all of, like, that's what it feels like the next thing is. Um, I thought the match was really good. Um, I didn't need, see a need for it to be a lumberjack match. Because no, it was a lumber I, a lumberjack a lantern match, because three quarters of the way through the match, a brawl broke out and all the lumberjacks left. Now, 
uh, earlier, they might as well have not been there when um, when Nash Carter did a cutter to Marcel Bartel off the top rope to the outside, and nobody caught poor Nash Carter, who just jumped from the top the top rope to the outside and landed directly on his tailbone, and like maybe in a that's, lumberjack match. In a lumberjack match, there are so many of you. Somebody catch poor Nash Carter. I uh, I hate lumberjack matches entirely. I, all of them, every single one that's ever happened. It's maybe my least favorite stipulation yeah. to ever be a thing. They say that the point is to keep them back in the ring. And clearly, it's to beat them up when they're out of the ring. Like I, I hate lumberjack matches. So, and this one was even more stupid because they just left. Uh, but the, the actual match itself, I really liked. To your point about Brooks and Dunn, I have a little bit of hope because of yeah. what happened in the main event tonight that maybe yeah. they're going to be a little more careful with their championships outside of the women. Uh, I, I And even that, as much as I don't like it, Mandy Rose has been there a long time. She knows how to work TV. She yeah, has yeah. some experience. Yes. So I... I think they might realize that we need a little bit more time before we go, go putting stuff on new guys or that if they're going to be new to have someone established like Malcolm Bivens in the mix makes sense. So I'm I'm hopeful for those reasons, but I understand what you're saying that this is a very character driven product now. Yes. Uh, Intangible one Cliff Beard says, give me Loomis and Johnny as the next tag champs. Uh, I I would pop for that. I would seriously pop for that. Um, Uh, Oh, oh, but however, um, I, I still have, I still believe that Johnny is just w- waiting out those days. I don't think they're going to put the title on him uh, anytime soon. Could um, you imagine though, if it was booked in this way yeah. where like you said, it's like, he's still trying to establish a relationship with yeah. his son-in-law. Yeah. So it's like booked with this, like this wisdom that Johnny Gargano has and Dexter Loomis just comes yeah. in occasionally, but as the hot tag and murders someone. Yeah. Yeah. How much fun would that be? I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, Gargano's <laughs> as gone as gold. <laughs> um, So uh, Pac is a, is a two-time NXT champ. NXT tag team champ. Pac as uh. Neville. Do you know, with two different partners, do you know who his two different partners were that he won the tag belts with? I don't. Okay. One of them you're never going to get because I don't think I've ever heard of this person. And the second (laughs) one, the second one is really funny to me. Um, It's not Sammy Zayn, is it? No, 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 no. Okay. Um. Uh, okay, the one you're never gonna get. Have you ever heard of the name Oliver Gray? Because I don't know who that is. No, but holy, holy generic name. <laughs> oh my god, if that doesn't sound like he just got to NXT UK, I don't know what does. <laughs> Oliver Gray. Oliver Gray. No idea. And the other guy is currently a commentator. For WWE. Graves? Yeah. Wow. I don't think Corey, I knew Corey that. Graves. Corey Graves. Huh. But was that was that the last thing Graves did before he got? I think it was one of the I think I think I, I think 
like that like that was it like that was I think it. That, like he wow. was had champ when he when he went out i think if i remember correctly I, that um, sounds right actually now that you yeah. say that yeah, 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 yeah um and uh our, our our moderator luis say saying that uh oliver gray is joel redman in the indies do you know a joel redman i don't i'm gonna look it up now though i'm, yeah, I'm very not, curious no i'm very intrigued i'm very um, curious about oliver G gray joel redman yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was interesting. What a um, performance center name. <laughs> so good. Um uh Mark Losper is saying that the right choice for Tony D'Angelo to sing um uh instead of um Golden Girls was uh, greatest American hero. Um and I, I I don't know that that's true. I I also don't know that one by heart, so I'd have to look it up. Um yeah, I can't even oof. make the wheel land on it, so sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Losper also sends a super chat saying that the Michael Myers comment deserves this money. Uh, yeah. Sends the send the goons to SRS to make sure you get your share. Uh, <laughs> M Scott says I just laughed way too hard for Boney D'Angelo. Uh, Team Kellex, don't miss. It's just it's just it's just it's just my cousin Boney. Who had a very uh, tragic end. A very tragic end. Um, uh, Aaron H. said, uh, says, says, Super Chat says, Greetings, legends. Had to work late, so I'm catching the stream late. As soon as uh, you keep, as keep cool Gabagool merch drops, I'm on it. Uh, I, think we, I think we have a couple of designs for a keep cool Gabagool uh, merch. We might have to forward those to Sean so we can get them to our graphics people so we can get some keep cool Gabagool merch. Um... So, uh, um, uh, uh, oh, so, uh, Thick Astley, which I love that name. Amazing. Thick Astley says, because raw, because raw and NXT sound like they were both extremely bad this week, I thought I'd give this New Japan mark a chance to talk about Shibata, if she hasn't already. So, I'll say this. This was very fun, because I was flying to the Jericho cruise and my whole timeline was filled with just like the most wonderful stuff in wrestling so the g1 was going on for those of you who don't know shibata is a legendary new japan wrestler who had a, a brain bleed a legitimate aneurysm and they didn't know if he was going to be able to wrestle at all again uh which is of course just like what an incredibly any injury is sad <laughs> to, yeah. to end a career, but something like that is, is terrifying. Uh, but he worked a, a small, like five minute match and, and the, the outpouring of love and the amount of grown men saying they were crying about it on my timeline just made me so happy, which was of course offset by sadder news with the dislocated shoulder in the finals of yeah. an incredible G1, but just wonderful. And then, uh, I didn't watch Crown Jewel. I stood in line for the entire length of Crown Jewel <laughs> twice, but that was a good pay-per-view. And then I got on a, a cruise ship with wrestling. It was just a really fun day and the Bound for Glory was great. So, um, but yeah, that was, it's always in the same way that like the, the greatest moments in wrestling are these real life moments that, that come out in promos in these really fun ways a lot of times stuff like that like triumphant returns like that are are just so wonderful and uh new japan if you're nerdy enough to be following it 
you understand the incredible amount of respect that there is for for wrestling and uh the way that just what it is in in japanese culture and the respect everybody has for each other within themselves i think over there so for shibata to to return to the ring match being what it was just a quick one uh just didn't matter it was him being able to get back in the ring to do that which was incredible so thanks for giving me a second to talk about that because yeah (laughs) raw was bad i see a tweet on your timeline where sean said i thought raw was pretty good (laughs) and you were like oh no but then i watched the post show and sean ripped it apart accordingly so i was like (laughs) i think the bar is just this low (laughs) i when i used to do the raw post show with sean he would always say it was pretty good show and i go really and then we would break it down piece by piece and we would get to every episode, every segment, and I'd be like, okay, but think of it like this. He's like, yeah, you're right. That does suck. And by the end, like, like 90% of the things, it was like he would, he just thinks. So, like, there was this great thing, this one great thing on the show. Therefore, the rest of the show was good. And I have to take, to take issue with that. That, no, you have to be able to look things individually, whatever. But I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I was like, no, Sean, you know, you know what you're doing. Uh, I do love that though. Anyway, um, intangible one Cliff Beard sends it. Did I forgot? Um, uh, 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 Michael Myers' best character, Wayne. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but it, it didn't didn't fit the joke. You understand? Correct. The joke. The joke was the accent joke. So I, I, see, <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah. So you have to you have to do that. Um. <clears throat> so uh, um, I'm gonna do. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do a couple of these things before we get to talk about the final match of the evening. Uh, the intangible one, Cliff Beard, says, uh, My niece used to be into a cartoon called Zig and Sharko. Does Tony know if it is popular in at, at Alex's house? Listen, I don't know anything about Zig and Sharko. All I know is that is, is Sharko this baby shark? Because I swear to God, if I got to hear that song one more time, Shaco is going to sleep with the fishes. Because, I mean, baby shark, do, 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 the baby shark, do, 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 the baby shark, do, 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 the baby shark, mommy shark, do, 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 do. I swear to God, I heard that song 74 times in a row one time. And she's grown out of that. Thank God. But I was over there. I was I was visiting my friend Alex when she was uh, about but a young one, about a year and a half old, and that song was on a freaking loop. Terrible. So if Z- if Sharko and Zig are the baby shark, then I got no time for them, none. Um, and Paul Hensler says, uh, "Tony, could you say uh, leave the gun, take the cannolis?" And it looked like he was leaning. Leave the gun. Take the cannolis. Uh, it looked like he was leaning. That you know. is an incredibly specific reference to the movie while you were sleeping. Yes. Yeah. You knew it. Yeah. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah. I I had, I had like what is that from? That's not a De Niro line, is it? And I had to like oh <laughs> Joe okay. Junior. Yeah. There you go. Oh, no, you're early nineties chick flicks. I'm proud of you. Oh my god, Tony D'Angelo. So, that is so masquerading long. as Alex. 
It's been such a long time since I had to watch one of those. Hey. <laughs> um, uh, so let's talk about this final match of the night. Uh, here's what I'm going to say about this. Um, I'm, uh, I, I did not want Braun Breaker to win. Uh, I, 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 I thought, I, I still think it was objectively too soon for him to become NXT champion. Um, I'm still glad he did not win. Mm-hmm. But after tonight's match, I hope he wins the next time he's got a title shot. Yes. Like, like he proved everything he needed to prove to me. And the story can be now him fighting to get back to this spot. You know what I mean? And and then he can and, and when he finally does, then he can win it. Like like Tommaso Ciampa, like he, he hits the, the the Willow's bell, kicks yeah. out. And I was like, okay, here we go. Are, are you going to do the thing where the kid kicks out of everything and wins? And then um, he hits a DDT on him on the concrete on the outside. Rolls him back in the ring. Fairy tale ending. Kicks out. Okay. And then it was like, Ciampa's like, no, 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 no. This goes back to this, like the rolling down the knee pad to do the running knee to the skull. That's old school, first turned on Johnny, Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa had to go back into his bag of tricks when he was a bad man. Before his daughter was born, like he has not had to resort to this stuff in a long time. But that's how badly he needs to keep Goldie. And not only does he roll down the knee pad and hit hit him with the running knee once, he does it twice. He does it a third time, and then he has the fairy tale ending again. And that's what you have to do to keep this guy down. And the kid, man, he he had heart, uh, but he was he was selling really good yeah. for that last offense. Like every time he got need, he sold a little more. Like he was blinking, trying to focus. Like like I was like, you're gonna concuss this kid. And and honestly. Like that's what uh, he did. Everything he needed to do. He he's already shown he's a beast. Yeah. Now there's other things you have to do to be a professional wrestler. Correct. And one of them is sell really well for your opponent's offense. And and he did it. And I'm glad that he still lost because that story still needs to be told. And he should be the next NXT champion, just not now. Uh, yes, unless they want to do something fun with Samoa Joe, if he does come back. That's that's my only asterisk. I, I, I honestly thought that they were going to have the kid win. I did. And then Samoa Joe was going to come out. I was going... I thought to, they were going to do that, but... I was going... I was prepared to be disheartened. I was prepared to think we were going to end with a hot girl... And a Jack dude that doesn't really have a character holding the titles. And we didn't. So now I am totally on the same page as you, where I can't believe that Braun Brickaker was uh, uh, in the NFL like 18 months ago or something. Yeah. And he's already this good at this many aspects of mm-hmm. it. But watching this match, there was that magic thing was there for me watching this, which was really cool because both opponents were really selfless in this. I felt in a lot of ways, like to me, I was so glad Champa won because this match, what you just said was everything 
it's every reason you want somebody as veteran as Champa to be your title holder. Absolutely. Like he told that story with every cell in his body, going back to the bag of tricks, like you said, starting the match as the savvy veteran who knew when to roll out of the ring, who knew when to re-strategize. Like he made Braun Breaker look like a star <laughs> this entire time. And he was doing it himself. Like Breaker was making himself look like a star as well. But when someone as established as Champa does that for a new guy, that is, that's the juice of professional wrestling. This felt like a main event. This felt like a pay-per-view match. Like I loved this match and I was glad that I loved it. And I was glad Champa retained because if he can do that with some of these other guys, I think break occur is, is clearly the break out star. Um, but if these other guys are kind of coming okay. along, if Champa can put over Duke Hudson and put over some guys that like have some sea legs and are still getting established, but Champa can go, I'll make them look like viable contenders in the same way that I feel like CM Punk is doing it real well in AEW right now, telling the savvy veteran story, but, but making these kids look like they're a little faster than him and a little younger, um, that he could, he can do a lot of really great things for 2.0 if they let him keep this title for a little bit because he can make some guys look really, really great in the process. Mm-hmm. My concern is, what the hell do you do with them after that? Um, because you don't have this thing <laughs> anymore to point to, and yeah. your Gargano's out the door, your your Kyle Riley's going to be out the door. I honestly don't know what Champa's what Chomp, contract, contractual situation is. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I, I there's not enough good things that I can say about Champa. Yeah, as as valuable as he is, Break occur as far as he's come in such a short amount of time and all the things he's doing right, he still could use some character development because, as you said, you have one foot in the Steiner world and one foot out. Um, and he's kind of just this. It, it kind of reminds me of when Triple H felt like you're like, okay, you're like the cool social studies teacher that wears a leather jacket and sits backwards in his chair. Like, there's some cheese dick stuff that they need to mm-hmm. work out with Breaker. But yeah, to, like you said, to be selling this well this early, like, there's a lot of things that are going really, really well with him, and I'm glad that they did not hot shot him because Champa could do some some yeah. really important stuff Listen, here. Like, I I will take whatever the hell Braun Breaker's character is over a guy who was on the show tonight and we didn't even talk about because I forgot about him, Joe Gacy. Like, I would much rather have Braun Breaker than some character that makes me not want to ever see him on TV. You know what I mean? Like, they could have given him something horrible, something slightly goofy or cringeworthy or whatever, but, like... They didn't like Joe Gacy. For those of you who care, was on the show and had a match versus Malik Blade, and Harland showed up and like put his hands all over Malik Blade, like was choking him out. I don't think there wasn't a no DQ match, so I'm pretty sure you can't just throttle a guy's opponent in front of the ref. Uh, oh, you know whatever. what though? I spun the wheel and it was a throttle someone's opponent in front of the ref match. So uh, okay, cool. It's fine. You know um, what annoys me with the Gacy thing is. If they left the weird woke stuff out of it, I kind of like this, like, uh, the relationship where he's in control of her. Like, that piece of it, I actually find very compelling. And if they lean into that, I'm I'm cool with it. And Gacy can actually go in the ring. Like, he knows what he's doing. So, um, but yeah. But I'm I'm with you on that sentiment as far Um, as, like, 
Yeah, I, I agreed. Um, um, uh, Ricardo Alidolo says, I, I, I totally thought that Braun Breaker was winning. Um, yes, yeah. I think a lot of people I, did. I, I think I, almost everybody that I saw predict said that they thought it was going to be, it was going to, yeah, just, just strap the belt to him. See what's like, let's do it. Let, like, like, let's send us down this, this new road. And like, you, you have the opportunity to, to tell, to tell a story with him as opposed to, we just put this kid who's only been wrestling for a year and the, at the top position in this, in this little fledgling brand. And, and now he's got to learn like, like on the job, re, like really right. learn. Like there's other things you can do instead. Um, the TDX 1138 says my family is all Steiner, but I'm just a break occur. <laughs> um, That's the t-shirt. <laughs> John Gorman said, uh, Hey, Alex and Kate didn't watch NXT, but wanted to show my support of your show. Even though, even though Rex Steiner is pretty green, I'm shocked. They didn't put the title on him. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Thank you, John Gorman. Thank yeah. You. Here's the thing. Um, I, I still think Braun Breaker is a stupid, stupid fucking Nick, stupid fucking name. Oh, it is. Like if, if 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 you called him Rex Steiner, there would be nothing wrong with him right now. Like nothing, like nothing, like Not nothing wrong Rick with Stein. him. If like, you just called him well, yeah. Jeff <laughs> I, Smarty, no, <laughs> you called. If you just called him a normal name, that if you called him Broad Breaker with one K, I wouldn't. If you even called have him Oliver Gray, it would be fine. Perfect. Listen, but no, um, Rex Steiner, I think is better because then you could lean into the fact that he is, he is Rick's kid, wrestles like Rick, and and moves and talks like Scotty. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's uncanny, and I think that there's a really cool thing there because, for like, listen, NXT. Your median age of people who watch your show is 62 years old. They remember fondly when they were fully adult males watching the Steiner brothers come up in the late 80s, okay? They remember fondly the Steiner brothers. It would really make them like your product more if they were like, hey, the, the one of the Steiners, I love the Steiners, their kid is like like their his nephew his son is the NXT champ that would make them like your show even more maybe they would call their brother or their cousin who are lapsed wrestling fans and say do you remember the Steiner brothers we went and saw them at that house show in Michigan they're like Rick the guy with the headgear his kid is the is the like and and you would have you'd be able to lean into the fact that you have old guys who watch your show you know what's I, now I'm wondering if there's a a little bit of a battle for that name because the way, and I know, I know WWE has a gazillion dollars and could do anything, but the way that they are going around it makes me wonder if, if they're fighting it and going to change it when he gets to the main roster. Like if he was just going to be Braun Breaker and there was no hope he was ever going to use the Steiner name, I don't think that they would do this, all of this hinting. It, it makes me think the Steiners have, agency over their name and wwe wants it and there's there's some friction there maybe maybe someday you can read about it on fightful select sean doesn't have that scoop that i know of but subscribe to fightful select is what I'm saying. i mean steiner is not a, a an, an impossibly rare name no you can even just switch the e and the i right and still call <laughs> him that but maybe they also don't want to like step on <laughs> like, like that, I would mean, make him, that would make him Steiner. It would. Funny. 
But they spell breaker with two K's, like Listen. whatever. Yeah. But like, and maybe you don't want to mess up the relationship because you're yeah, trying whatever. to. Yeah, it's it's just it's funny. It it's funny. so heavily hinted at that it makes me think maybe maybe something's there. Yeah, like agreed. Um, a- Antoine sent a super chat saying this is for hashtag Team Kalex and for Fightful Select and Alex's sour grabs. Love listening to them while at work. And if Kate was on select, I would still sell. <laughs> thank you you get a wheel spin for that (laughs) no we already did that one (laughs) oh tony d'angelo meditates and does a chant this is the best light ever (laughs) oh Om, Om, Gabagool, 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 Om. I don't really know any chance, but that's about How serene. <laughs> I like that Tony D'Angelo. I love this for character <laughs> development, that Tony D'Angelo is very, like, yeah, could be. Like, he, he's in the could mob, be. but the mob is on a hippie commune somewhere. Yeah. Um, the nerd guru, uh, sends a super chat saying God of war Champa was such a bad mofo move. And yeah, I'm fully on board with Steiner jr. Now just call him that please. No more break a king. Yeah. I'm real nervous that I'm going to fall in love with the double K's because I'm so in on Tony D'Angelo. Not ironically. Now I'm so nervous. I'm going to be like, you know what? They've got a point. <laughs> Uh, the, Sean Blanford sends this super chat saying, uh, "Hey Tony, since Braun Breaker lost his uh, title shot, are you going to take on Champapa next?" Listen, as soon as I can figure out how I can get booked on this lashing out with Lash Legend show, then I will move on to my next program. But right now, I am apparently in a feud with the Booker on this pretend freaking talk show on this pretend freaking show wrestling show that I am on after that I have to I'm sure I'm going to have some more squash matches and perhaps if uh, Champapa uh, has the title sometime around I don't know next mania season perhaps then I will have my big time title match against him but before then I'm assuming I will be on both war games teams because you know, I'm I'll be so in demand I'll be able to just like switch back and forth because I am a man of many colors. I would be so in on a on a, a mob family survivor series match. That would be really fun. <laughs> oh my god. Uh so somebody somebody uh, there was a, a picture some like it was I think it was Ross from Cultaholic who posted a a, a picture from August of a, of a, of a, like a face-to-face meeting between um, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole and William Regal is there. And then it's just um, a line of security guys and the security guys are as follows. Uh, Braun Breaker's there. Braun Breaker's there. Uh, Vaughn Wagner is there. Both of the Creed brothers are there. Trick Williams is there. And it's like, isn't it amazing how NXT 2.0 was able to develop all these guys into, su- into superstars when they were just security guys like two months ago. Um, and it is funny 
Uh, but all I was doing is watching, seeing that picture, and I just made me miss uh, William Regal. Um, I really miss William Regal. I really like him. Uh, and it's so weird that he's not around. And I also said it made me miss Kyle O'Reilly because uh, whatever happened to that guy, uh, the guy who was awesome and had that amazing match with Adam Cole, he's gone. And so went who, fishing. Somebody who doesn't watch NXT says, What happened to Kyle O'Reilly? Is he injured? It's like, No, no, no. He's very much on TV. He's just in the weirdest storyline ever with the most boring wrestler I've ever seen. And it's just, it is like one of those things, like some, some, some of the, your, your favorites from NXT 1.5 are able to have fun things still to do. And some of them aren't. Yeah. And that's sad. So, um, uh, we talked about, uh, Chucky being the host here. Kevin Steets says that TK is going to one up Chucky and get the Crypt Keeper to host Rampage. <laughs> he would. That would be fun. He's gonna talk a bunch of shit about it too. Yeah, that would be you would talk some shit about it. Would that be amazing? <laughs> oh, I love it. No, oh, that would be really good. Um uh <clears throat> Mark Losper says X hours into the show, two hours into the two hours and 41 minutes into the show. Kate, how's the deli meat mask smelling now? <laughs> well, <laughs> not great but honestly not worse than two hours and 41 minutes ago so yeah, it's just Good. it smells like yeah. somebody left charcuterie on the counter right um jay shell nicole uh sends a couple super chats here first one says i'm going to my first aew show tomorrow and this show is the cherry on top of that cake already meeting sammy and ftr and tully tomorrow so That's awesome. One incredible thing about going to AEW shows is because Tony Khan just spills out bags of legends. <laughs> like as someone who got into wrestling in 09, I was like, oh my God, I saw Tony Schiavone and Sting and Daniel Garcia on the same show. Like right. that will hit you. And going to meet Tully is a great example of that, but it's a super fun live experience. You deserve it after filling out all those college applications, girl. Have fun. Um, yes, thanks for uh, still watching two yeah. hours and 40 minutes later. <laughs> but uh, well, she said that one a while ago. I wanted to save it for now because she no, also sent she, <laughs> she, well, I'm sure she is. She is, she's great, she's, she's awesome. She rules. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Antoine says, uh, name Tony D'Angelo's Super Survivor Series mob team. Uh, <laughs> each has to be a mob. I don't know, each has to be a mob. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't, oh man, I, I still think they should have done something with, with, uh, with the old Von Wagner. I just had him be a mute who, who just gets to look menacing, like dye his hair dark, slick it back and have him stand behind Tony all the time. Like looking around as though he's like looking for somebody who might be coming to, to whack Tony. Like, I think there's a lot of cool stuff you could do with that guy because he's got zero personality. Then utilize the fact he's got zero personality and made him make him just a cipher but yeah I, I don't know i don't know who would be on his mob his survivor series mob team joe pesci well yes i suppose that's true robert de niro yeah ray liotta yeah ray liotta yeah. but it's also just good fellas it's just good fellas plus good fellas. funny yeah but also like can we just throw in scott steiner <laughs> Speaking of which, or like Seamus. <laughs> Speaking of which, 
Shell Nicole says, let Braun Breaker teach Tony D math. <laughs> and all the problems are done with fishes. Yeah, uh, I uh, that was supposed to be a jukebox thing. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I I don't. I I would honestly want to see that oh. that that. I would want to see that on on the show. I want. I I want to see Braun Breaker cut the, the <gasps> at the, Chase the... University. Yeah, there we go. He should go to Chase University and teach math, and he should just he should just cut that promo on whoever he's feuding with next. I think that'd be really good. Um, Chris Rains. Um, <laughs> Uh, ask Kate, would you be able to to, to buy Pretty Pete uh, a mojito off your drink package? I wasn't, but I did oh, get to no. see him, and we did message. He, I was very relieved that uh, he he knows my who I am on Twitter and who I am on Instagram are the same person. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> like he was, he put two and two together, which is a good thing. Um, cause I'm weird on Twitter and normal on Instagram. So I think he knows, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that I'm being silly. So mm-hmm. I owe him a mojito. We're going to make it happen next time, but I'll probably have to actually pay for it. Cause I can't yeah. imagine the next time I see Peter Avalon, I'm just going to have an open drink package, but he did come out in, uh, a, a bathrobe with the other wingmen on the cruise. That was just the best. It was so funny. Braun Breaker, what do you mean you're gonna teach me math? I don't understand. What are you doing over here? Listen, Braun Breaker, listen. If you want, you want to teach me uh, U.S. history, fine. You you want to teach me world literature, I'm all right. You want to teach me the, the geography of Southeast Asia, I am on board. But if you try and recite fractions to me one more time, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock your teeth down your throat, Braun. Stop it. I have one final jukebox, as is tradition. I'm going to, as William Regal, I'm going to rap It Takes Two by Rob Bass. <laughs> that is the last thing we're going to do tonight. Thank you to the 450-odd of you who stayed around to watch. And thank you to everybody who just super chatted spin the wheel. <laughs> so All right. <clears throat> There we go. Let's see if I can. I got. I got to get in. I. I haven't done William all night. I got to get into it. I know. Take a breath. Let's see. Uh, War games. War games. War games. Got to warm up. War games. There we go. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make it out of sight. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make it out of sight. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to the microphone because I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. It's a very, very important thing to remember right now because COVID-19 is very prevalent, especially in the Florida area. So please stay away from me if you are contagious. Because I'm the winner. No, not a loser. Uh, To be an MC is what I choose a. Ladies love me, girls adore me, I mean even the ones who never saw me. Like the way that I rhyme at a show, the reason why, man, I don't know. So let's go, cuz it takes two to make a thing go right, it takes two to make it out of sight, it takes two to make a thing go right, it takes two, Kate, to make a thing go out of sight. War Games! (laughs) 
I have a new idea. Please. Regal's been gone for a little bit. He has been gone. I miss him. Smojo's been gone. Mm. I want Imperium to go into William Regal's office and be like, look, we want a match against Loaves of Bread. They haven't lost. We think they're viable components. And instead of just answering, William Regal answers in, in raps. And they just have to deduce the answers. That would be fun. I, I, I'm right? going to get him on my television because I miss him. Guys, Alex will never do another impression again. If you don't leave a thumbs up as we yeah, wrap please. up here, this he he will never be Tony D'Angelo if you don't go to Fightful Select and subscribe for just $5 at FightfulSelect.com. Thank you so much for hanging yeah. out with us and please. for spinning the wheel. And Boney D'Angelo thanks you as well. Keep cool, gabagools. <laughs> Kate, where do they where do they find you, Kate? Uh, Kate? You, where do you find me? Yeah, where do you underneath find you? a gabagool mask? Is yeah, where I know. You but like the, if the if the nice people want to follow you on social media or want, oh. want you to do want to watch you do other podcasts and whatnot. Oh, I understand the assignment now. You can follow me at Kate on Tech IC on Twitter. You can catch me losing my mind with Alex here every Tuesday night after NXT on Sour Graps. Wednesdays at the Mark Order Pod where we talk all things Ali immediately after Dynamite and. I'm sure I'll be in some other ridiculous costume harassing Sean Friday doing SmackDown and AEW Rampage post show. And you can find me on cruise boats on occasion. <laughs> Every now and then. Or in, or, line. Or in line to try and get <laughs> on one. Trying to get on one. Um, you can follow me uh, on Twitter uh, at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, do the, the reviews of Raw and SmackDown um, where I get really angry about really bad stuff. Um, on, on Fightful Select, and it's uh, and yeah, you should do that. Also, uh, plug for Grapsity on Saturdays at noon Eastern. A really awesome uh, podcast with three uh, great uh, black voices that are that are. It's very important to be to have that on Fightful. I think it's really cool that we have that for everybody to have a little different perspective of what's going on in the wrestling world. But thank you, everybody. <laughs> now you've done it. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go as Tony. Here we go. Ready? I love that you plug Grapsity as being an important voice in the wrestling world while I'm putting out a googly eye back on my head. We are, we are not. We are correct. Goofy, yeah, no, we're goofy, silly, not. ridiculous things. But I will want to say, hey, uh, oh yeah, there's a Wednesday, uh, Wednesday Dynamite. Come back here Wednesday night tomorrow night to see uh, San Rossep, uh and me. Well. Me, Alex Pulaski, and Robert DeFelice uh, talk about uh, talk about um, AEW, but also uh, also keep cool, Gabagool. Oh, I forgot to hit the thing twice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.